0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking it on you. Um sorry, I've been on YouTube watching videos. Teach yourself how to sing. <laughs> oh boy. I've lost cat was this week five week five um all right this is the only way out of this shit okay i think uh we they either need to come up with a a vaccine or a fucking test everybody can take that's it that's it because this fucking self-quarantine shit it's just it's just not working it's just not working, people. Uh, people, you know, you got too many mouth breathers. There's too many homeless people. There's too many conspiracy theorists. It's just, how do you hurt them? There's only one way to do it. And that's how this country was conquered. It's done with the gun. Um, <laughs> anyway. Trying to enjoy this time off, people. Try to enjoy it. As much as you can. As much as you can. Oh, by the way, uh, Lady Gaga is doing a concert to help out. Um, Fucking brilliant, brilliant marketing. Marketing, 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 brilliant marketing. You know that we're all in this together? She somehow twists that into an economic thing. It's fucking brilliant. I have all these people go, and celebrities are going like, "Yeah, you know, we're all in this together. Everybody just fucking, you know, fucking pulling the same direction." Imagine there's no heaven, right? So, <laughs> so then she comes out. She goes, "You know, fucking saying we're all this in this together. It's a nice sentiment, but the reality is." is if you're a billionaire, you're not in the same situation as someone who's a single mom was getting the shit kicked out of her over a foreman grill. Fucking brilliant. She turned it into an economic thing rather than being like, it doesn't make a difference if you got a billion dollars or no money. If you're out there breathing on people, this thing ain't gonna fucking end. She turned it, she turned it into an economic thing, right? Said the most obvious thing ever. Because I have to be honest with you, I had no idea that someone who had a billion dollars had it easier to fucking hang in their house than someone with no fucking money. You, you, you know, it's like, lady, you know who had it easier? You know who who had it worse? You know who's fucking laughing at all of this shit, all this complaining? And Frank and Frank spent three years behind a fucking wall. <laughs> You know, didn't, you know, did they stop making that required reading? How long was Anne Frank behind that fucking wall? Can you imagine standing behind a fucking wall with your whole family for like three years, waiting for, hoping the Nazis aren't going to get you? And then people, oh my God, I'm losing my mind in my studio apartment with my fucking PlayStation. Ah, but brilliant marketing, because then everybody started arguing, you know, and then speaking in sound bites about people being tone deaf, all right, wait. What are we doing here? Uh, how long was Anne Frank behind the wall? All right, here we go. See, Anne Frank. How long was Anne Frank? How long? Da, 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 who snitched on Anne Frank? See, it's getting it's getting crazy with the Anne Frank stuff. Anne Frank. Okay, behind the wall gave me nothing. Hiding. do, Why can't you just give me an answer? Like, you know what I hate too is, you know, not to belittle Anne Frank here, but when you go, how long should I bake a potato? You know, you just, it used to just pop up and there was an answer. And then now it's all these fucking like super fancy fucking uh, cooking sites. So you just click on one thing and it's going to be typed out somewhere. And it isn't, it's just, you know, ever since I was a kid, I love baked potatoes. I liked him with bacon. I liked him with broccoli. I like him with broccoli and cheese. And you have to go through like fucking nine pages of them just stretching out this horseshit so you can scroll past these ads that they're getting credit for. All right, Anne Frank. All right. Jesus Christ. 1942 and her family went into hiding. Frank's were discovered in 1944. She spent two years Two years. Worrying that the most evil people on the earth who were hunting her people down. She had a fucking deal with that. What do we got? We we got a glorified cold here. (laughs) Lady Gaga. I got to tell you, that was masterful. Masterful. Because then everybody underneath started arguing about it. But then meanwhile, they're reading about her concert. It's fucking brilliant. Then you also frame yourself as, I'm the person that has money, but still understands you and your ramen noodles. Can't you tell I'm down to earth? I don't wear pants. Um, whatever, I'm just being, fuck, I'm being a fucking idiot. There's, there's nothing to talk about. Do I really give a shit about what, what Lady Gaga said? No, I don't. I don't. It's one of the worst fights in my relationship. It was the time I went to her concert because my wife wanted to go and the New England Patriots happened to lose a playoff game to the Ravens that afternoon, and I was a good six, seven peers in. That didn't end well that did not end well that was the next day uh my my wife was not talking to me and i couldn't figure out why and i finally had to ask her because i continued drinking at the concert because what else was i going to do you know look at that poor horse that she had parading around the fucking thing and i just i got in my head and i'm like what's with the horse did they did they take it on the road is that far is that fucking thing on the road right now is it making as little money as the band is that's inside a castle that I can't even fucking see because, God forbid, people fucking look at the band for two seconds. Um, Yeah, she said I said Jesus fucking Christ, which I remembered saying, but I, I said I said it once. She said you said it like nine times. And I was just like, all right, fair enough. And that was the last time she ever went to a pop star concert with me. You know, I've been trying to repair the damage in the relationship, but I think the damage is done. Um, All right, I hate having to fucking do this, but this always happens now, I guess, at my fucking age. Uh, Rest in peace, Vic Henley, man. This is... uh, I can't... It doesn't even fucking make sense, man. I I can't even... I think the shock of this one... uh, Vic died, I think... I don't know, a couple days ago. I don't want to fucking get into it. Uh, But what a fucking great guy. You know, I was reading a lot of stuff that other comics were writing, and they were like, never had a bad word to say about anybody. And I never even noticed that. He was just such a fun guy to be around. And it was true. And I actually did a gig with him when I first came to New York. Um, I don't even remember where the fuck we were at. I wanted to say we were at that Catch a Rising Star that was out in New Jersey. Something like that i think that's where it was and he was just the nicest fucking guy we rode out together i think he drove too which was really cool asked if i wanted to ride out there and just shot the shit i remember he sp- talked to me like i was a peer you know rather than some young kid on the way up you know he'd been doing it longer than i w- had and uh you know, all kinds of life advice. Just a really, really sweetheart of a guy. Um, unfortunately, died died uh, over the last week here of a pulmonary embolism, I guess. Um, so Vic Henley, rest in peace. Thank you for being such a great guy, cool guy, and all of that. And uh, gone way, way, way too soon at 57. Uh, all right. And now, how do you follow that up? You talk about what the dumb shit you watched on fucking fucking YouTube. I don't know why, but I've got into watching animals kill other animals. I don't know why. It just fascinates me. Like my mini series is watching the Hatfields and the McCoys of the Serengeti, the fucking lions and hyenas. And I'm just fascinated with how they fucking hate each other so much that if they find one or the other by themselves, they and they and they got a, they have the numbers. They just jump them, just straight up kill them. They don't even eat them; they just kill them. And which makes me wonder: how the fuck you as a hyena or you as a lion get separated from the pride when you know that that shit's out there? I saw another one one time. Somehow, a whole bur- herd of this fucking buffalo had this lion like. Surrounded, He was up on this high ground. And they just fucked him up. Sent him flying in the air. Ass over fucking tea kettle. And I'm just sitting there, where the fuck are all his friends? Did he take a nap up on that little hill? Yeah, I'll catch up with you later. And they just fucked this thing up. Uh, but the worst one I saw, you know, I, I saw this wild boar fucking kill a baboon like it was just an old fucking baboon and the boar kind of comes up to the thing like hey what's up with this fucking thing and then his friend kind of comes up from behind and you know those fucking wild boar you know they got those big goofy fucking tusks you don't really don't think anything about them they don't look that sharp they kind of look dull on the end rounded off like a fucking butter knife right So his friend comes up behind him, fucking knife's the dude in the back, and then fucking takes off. Because I think he's used to these fucking baboons. Baboons are weird, man. You know, they look like monkeys, but when they open their mouth, they look like fucking lions, right? They got these crazy fucking canines there. And, uh, you know, they they get respect. Like when lions in fucking... Leopards and shit, when they go after uh, baboons, they make sure that they're not past a certain age. You know, they get these baboons where they still got their braces on, basically, right? The leopard ones are fucking amazing, man. They fucking just run up a goddamn tree. Just run up the fucking thing. The baboon's trying to get on the smaller part of the fucking branch. Fucking leopard knocks the baboon off. And then... Literally, just as the baboon falls, the thing leaps down in the air. I'm talking like fucking 25, 30 feet in the air. No problem. Baboon lands, takes a half, step and a half to run. The leopard's already on the ground, and it's fucking over. Um, hang on a second. All right, I'm back. Sorry. Fucking tickle in my nose. that was driving me nuts. Is it a corona tickle? Um, all right. So anyway, so this fucking, maybe he was in the front of the the baboon. He fucking knifes the thing. The guy does a, flips in the air. And then the fucking pig takes off like a, like a, like it's scared. Because it's probably like, he's a fucking baboon. I know he's got these crazy teeth in there, right? And the fucking thing takes off. And the other one was behind it, was just like, wait a minute. This thing was sort of limping away. So this was, it was fucking unreal. The fucking second one, he knifes this baboon like two, three times up against the tree. Guys, guys, get like a fucking gang hit inside of a prison. And then he does the last one. He did like a fucking swoop with his tusk. And at the same time, as he does it, pulls out the fucking things like, I don't know what, small intestine and fucking starts chowing down on it immediately. Horrific. Horrific. But I got to tell you, these fucking baboons got to come and they eat everything they have alive. I'll tell you a great one, man. If you're if, if like. If you just want to see like how amazing these fucking baboons are, which I, I really don't like these goddamn things. All right. I don't like any animal that doesn't have the decency to fucking kill the thing that it's going to eat first. You know, I get it with reptiles, you know. They got that little ass brain, but like bears, baboons, those fucking wild dogs. They just start, it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, anyway, plowing ahead here. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I started watching that shit. And then anytime I see an animal eat another animal alive, then I have to watch a video of that species of animals getting killed. I right, good. Fuck you. That's free. Eat- that's for your buddy there eating that fucking impala alive. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore, people. I'm not watching the news. There's nothing to fucking talk about. And I thought I had the genius podcast with no goddamn guests. You know? I don't have any fucking guests. This isn't going to change. I guess I have to start watching the fucking news cuz all of- I'm watching animals kill each other. I'm watching NFL highlights from the 1970s. You know, I learned about a New England, I, I didn't find this guy's fucking name. I learned about a New England Patriots quarterback that was between Babe Pirelli and fucking Jim Plunkett. I just lost everybody under the age of fucking 60. Um, the fuck was this guy's name? Which got me into finding the oldest living NFL players. Here we go. This guy, I'm going to make sure I say his name right. Uh, Mike, Mike Tollifer. Spelled T-A-L-I, T-A-L-L, or T-A-L-I, I can't have my eyes a fucking shot. A-F-E-R-R-O. Mike Tollifer. He played for like, uh, I don't know, like four or five years with the Patriots, was the starting quarterback between Babe Pirelli and fucking um Jim Plunkett and I didn't know that Joe Cap finished his career with the Patriots 1970 like uh when Mike Taliafer wasn't working out they went back and forth with Joe Cap and then um we had Jim Plunkett <clears throat> came in 71 72 73 74 got blamed because we stunk And then we got Steve Grogan out of Kent State or whatever, 75. He sort of got the starting job from Jim Plunkett. And then Grogan had the job till 80. Then Matt Kavanaugh kind of took it from him. Then Grogan took it back in 82, 83. Then Tony Eason had three years. And then Grogan took it back from him. I don't know if Eason ever recovered from that fucking Super Bowl 20 loss or the NFL recovered from... uh, the Patriots or something, their confidence in him. I don't know what. And then Doug Flutie. This is the year I had season tickets. Um, oh, no, I had him at 89. 88 was Doug Flutie, Steve Grogan. And then Steve Grogan got it back again in 89. That was the year I had season tickets. It was Steve Grogan, Mark Wilson from the Raiders, Tony Eason, and Doug Flutie. Um, then 1990, Mark Wilson... Tommy Hodson, Steve Grogan went to third in the depth chart, and then he retired. Then we had Hugh Millen and Tommy Hodson. then Hugh Millen, Scott Zolak. Remember the Zolak attack? And then 93, it all turns around. We get Drew Bledsoe, the great Drew Bledsoe there until 2000 when he got hit, then Tom Brady until now, and then I don't even know who the fuck our quarterback is now. Who is it? Do they even have anybody listed? Jesus Christ. Who the fuck is our quarterback? Who is the Patriots? New quarterback. Jared Stidham. Who the fuck is Jared Stidham? Oh, brother. This poor bastard. Could Jared Stidham bring out the best in the Patriots young Targets, New England Patriots. I'm going to say yes. Well, I got to root for him now. All right, good for him. Welcome, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, so I haven't been doing shit. You know what else? I, I, I've been playing like fucking Candyland and shoots and Ladders every single day with my daughter because it's been like raining out here. And uh, Candyland was hilarious. When we first started playing, if I got some of the candy... You know what I mean? If I turned it over and it said, you know, peanut brittle. I love it's like all these old people candy, you know, peanut brittle, those little hearts, candy canes and shit. Like it's just super old school candy because it came out like fucking 60, 70 years ago, right? So my daughter would cry if I got like the ice cream float. So we had to play like this. I said, so I finally had to be like, all right, well, if I get it, just call me up and then I'll share it with you. So then, you know, I would get it. And then she'd just go, ring, 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 ring. You know, sad look on her face. I'd be like, hello. And she'd be like, hi, Dada. Can I come over and have some ice cream floats? I'd be like, sure. When can you be here? And she'd be like, five minutes. All right, bye-bye. I love you. She'd be like, I love you. And then she'd stand up. We'd hug each other. Hey, how you doing? And just have like a tea party with the like the ice cream floats. Then give each other the thumbs up in the end. And for some reason, she does like a high five. Like you have to touch thumbs. So then that worked. So there was no meltdowns or anything like that while we were playing Candyland. And then yesterday, she finally understood the, the concept of winning and losing. And then when I would win, and I'm sitting there praying that she's going to win, right? Which, of course, you would track what you fear. And then I won like two games in a row, and we literally had to shut the game down. But um, I now got her... When somebody wins, she goes, oh, you won. Congratulations. It's really sweet. So that was my big day yesterday. And I swear to God, shoots and ladders never ends. Never fucking ends. Um, And for all you ACDC fans, it's called, I think, Ladders and Snakes. Snakes and Ladders or something like that down in Australia, which is why. Yeah, Snakes and Ladders, right? Which is why in the ACDC songs, he, he says Ladders and Snakes. So uh, I can't remember if I already talked about this on the podcast. So that's why, you know, uh, Bond Scott says that in that song because it never made sense to me. So somebody said, you know, I guess in in fucking Australia, they were going, yeah, the board game started here and it was called Snakes and Ladders, but like Snakes was too uh, scary for you Americans, so they changed it to Shoots. And in my head, I'm thinking like, yeah, and you also can't slide down a snake. (laughs) But I wouldn't put it past, you know, this country, you know, with the religious background that they didn't want the snake that tempted Eve on the board. I got to be honest with you. God damn it. There's his cooler. With the snakes. There's his fucking cooler. And you have more of a punishment With the longest snake, you go all the way. You go from the second to to last row to all the way back. You go from 87 down to six with shoots and ladders. I think you go from like 87 down to like 16 or 17 or 17 or 18 or something like that. I don't fucking know. Jesus Christ of my board. What do you guys think is going to happen first? Do you think they're going to come up with the cure? Do you think they're going to start shooting people in the street? The martial law. Are you okay with martial law? What's going on in the news? Let's look up the news, people, and I'll wrap this thing up. I apologize, man. I just, I mean, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? Uh, Google Google News. Google News. What's going on in the news? Senate adjourns until Monday after Democrats blocked McConnell's bid to add $250 million in small business aid. What the fuck? I thought the Democrats like to help out the little man. Doc Focucci says he's hopeful we'll be on our way towards normalization by summer. Jesus Christ. CNN poll. Biden, lead, you know what this is starting to feel like with them saying when this thing's going to be over? You know, when your flight's delayed. And rather than just saying, yeah, we don't have a plane, you guys are fucked for the next six hours, they go, the flight has been delayed for 20 minutes. And then 20 minutes goes by, it's been delayed another 40 minutes. Now it's an hour, and they just keep pushing it back. CNN poll, Biden leads Trump in national head-to-head matchup. Oh, Jesus Christ, give me a fucking break. He's not going to beat Trump. He's not as good at being old as Donald Trump is. He's got to start dyeing his hair. (laughs) U.S. sees another spike in coronavirus death toll. All right. Well, that's fucking depressing. Struggle to apply for unemployment continues across the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's unprecedented unemployment. Essential workers exposed to coronavirus can return to work if showing no symptoms, CDC says. Oh, boy. We have many more questions about Jimmy Fallon's house slide after learning its origin story. Uh, Oh, this is a bad one. Edmonton Oilers' Colby Cave remains in a coma. He had a brain bleed. Ah, fuck, man. See, this is why I don't watch the fucking news. All right, the Led Zeppelin song, Jimmy Page calls his favorite. All right, here we go. Here's a happy thing. We don't need more corona fucking news. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. And people are turning on one another. Do not do that. Do not turn on one another. Do not start arguing with one another. Fucking hang in there, all right? Just fucking hang in there. Stay positive do what you got to do am i being tone deaf by suggesting that people get try to get along with each other during this all right it must be hard to pick your favorite child and we imagine that led zeppelin's jimmy page has the same difficulty when picking his favorite song but in an interview that's exactly what he did the huge plethora or plethora plethora i don't know of rocking led zeppelin tracks how the fuck do you say that word Plethora pronunciation. All right. Plethora, plethora. Plethora. Say it again. Say it loud. Plethora. Plethora. All right. It is plethora. Plethora. All right. We can close the Anne Frank window. Cigar shapes. Looking up cigar shapes, everybody. Um, all right. That's how bored I am, how they classify them different leaves. Still haven't smoked. All right, the huge plethora of rocking Led Zeppelin tracks means that Jimmy Page has got a lot of songs to pick from when selecting his favorite. You could just fucking say what he said! This is just like the baked Potato article. Now we know what you're thinking. There are literally hundreds of songs. Listen to how... This is fucking genius how much this person drags this out. Um... The guitarist's incredible catalog may, be, may make choosing difficult, but Jimmy Page managed to pick the ultimate Led Zeppelin track. Now, don't you think right here you would say, he picked this song? No, we keep going. Now, we know what you're thinking, like Bad 80s comic, I know what you're thinking. When did Ron Howard get cancer? Right? Uh, they are literally hundreds of songs that could be put down here. That's what I would say if I was, you know, my look, if I got on stage in 1989, I know what you're thinking. Who gave Ron Howard kids? Uh, they are literally there are literally hundreds of songs that could be put down here as some of Led Zeppelin's best. Whole lot of love may have been one of the most influential riffs of all time. Uh, something Page commented on in the 2004, saying we felt into 2014, saying we felt the riff was addictive like a forbidden thing. A similar case can be made for Black Dog, too. But it's not his favorite. Now, right here, you would be like, his favorite happens to be... He was asked by Rolling Stone in 2012 which song he felt contained the greatest Led Zeppelin riff, and his response may well not be what you're expecting. So this is eight years old, and the person's still drawing this out. Page, famed for his evolving blues rock sound, instead picked his Eastern-influenced gem from physical graffiti, the brilliant Cashmere has to be the one. There we go. There we go. 200 fucking words. He ignores that while the riff may may well be the biggest moment on some of Zeppelin's songs, without the rest of the band's input, Zepp would never have reached the heights they did. It's difficult to be asked what's your favorite Zepp track. They were all... They all were, Page told Freaky of Rolling Stone. They were all intended to be on those albums, but he decided to narrow it down soon after. I suppose Cashmere has to be the one. There you go. Now you know. And now you know. Um. All right, I got to do an ad read here, everybody. An ad read, an ad read. They say such things and they do strange things. It's an ad read. An ad. So let me get this straight. So people are having difficulty applying... For fucking unemployment, but the Cheesecake Factory after eight days can be like, fuck you, we're not paying our rent and everybody's okay with that. You know, the fucking guy, the hand sanitizer guy gets all kinds of shit for price gouging on that. But I go on Amazon to try to get some more Swifters and they want 59 bucks for a box of them. How come they're not shitting all over the fucking the Amazon people? Maybe they are. Let's see if they are. Amazon. Price. Price gouging price gouging on playstation texas lawmakers demand amazon's another stop price gouging by vendors um amazon walmart do you realize the level i just want to be in the fucking meeting i just want to be in the meeting how does it go down at those corporate offices Where they're sitting there going like, you know, we live in America. We are Americans. These are our countrymen and they're struggling. How can we take advantage of this? How much do you think they can afford to pay? What if we made a Swifter, a box of Swiftings, a luxury item? Jesus Christ. Remember back in the day when Publishers Clearinghouse would come up to your house with that giant fucking check and people would lose their minds? First of all, you realize I was dumb enough it, it, well into my 20s that I thought that that was the actual check that because it was so much money, they wrote it on a big check. And I actually thought you took that check down to the fucking bank. <laughs> And then a security had to walk out and get it because you couldn't slide it underneath the teller window. I swear to God, I'm not fucking bullshitting you. I thought that for the longest fuck that that was the actual check. So anyway, with this price gouging, you know, the publishers, clearinghouse people, they're going to start fucking coming up with a box full of Swifters. Amazon, coronavirus price gouging leads to removal of. I love how they fucking get to blame the vendors when, you know, they're getting a piece of the action. 3,900 seller accounts from U.S. store due to coronavirus-based price gouging. Amazon announced Monday that it has removed more than 3,900 selling accounts uh, voting for fair pricing. Well, they're not doing a good enough job. Um, Who gives a fucking, I don't know. Let me just get to the ad read here. The ad read, the ad read. They say such things and they do strange things. It's the ad read, the ad read. I'll never go there anymore. All right. Live read. All right. I think they asked. Okay. One read. They asked to avoid mentioning the virus. (laughs) All right. I'll play ball. All right. Policy genius, everybody. These are things we each look back on and think, how did I get it so wrong? It might be wearing multiple polo shirts. Oh, my God. You remember that? Multiple polo shirts and popping all the collars. Wow. That was a thing for like three weeks. Uh, donating to Coney 2012. I don't know who that is. Or dating that one person that one time. You know the one. We're all we're always going to get all things wrong. That's just life. But there are also things we can put on we can get right on the first try, like shopping for home insurance. That's where policy genius comes in. Motivate your audience. First head to First head to why do they say that? First head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property. Then Policy Genius will compare your policy against options from top insurers to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. You know what? The one great thing about this, seriously, is like back in the day, they never had stuff like this. And you would just pay and that. You just buy something. And so how much you pay for them things? Oh, dude, I could have got it for like 12 bucks, no matter what you paid. And I never realized it was just a passive-aggressive thing that the person was mad that you had something new. Uh, Then Policy Genius will compare your policy against other options from top insurance to make sure you're getting the right home insurance coverage at the best possible price. They save their customers an average of $690 per year doing just that. If Policy Genius finds you a better rate than what you're currently paying, uh, they'll do all the work to get you switched. Own a car too, Policy Genius will compare your home and auto insurance across different insurers and even mix and match uh, to find uh, you savings. So even if you look back on your triple denim days in distress, you'll never be distressed about home insurance with Policy Genius. In just a few minutes, you can find your best price and apply at policygenius.com. We all get, get things wrong from time to time. At least we can get home insurance right with Policy Genius. There you go. Ba-da-ba-da. Boop-boop. See that? All done. You know, it reminds me, when I was a kid, when I was in junior high school, uh, well, when I was in elementary school, it was all about Adidas. It was Adidas Dragon, Adidas Varsity. And uh, I remember Adidas Dragons was cool because Hutch on Starsky and Hutch had them. I liked the Adidas Country. The green ones. I still have a pair of those because they reissued them in the early two thousands, and they've never reissued them again with the same quality leather. Let me let me look these fucking things up. Dita's Country Green. Let's see what we got here. Ah, oh, there they are. Oh, those were the best. Those were my favorite sneakers I had as a kid. Look how fucking ugly they look now. Oh, they actually, they actually, those look all right. Like they did a good job reissuing them. Um, oh, you can only get them in the fucking UK. So anyway, then Nike came along with the Nike Cortez, and then that was it. They just fucking took over. I remember my brother had the blue nylon ones with the yellowed swish, and then he had the black and gray ones. Um, and I stuck with the Adidas. And then Converse All-Star was the shit for a second in the early eighties when people first started wearing like basketball sneakers and you didn't play basketball. And I had the low top red ones like curly Neal, and everybody had the red ones. And it was only a couple people in my grade that actually had the blue ones. And I actually thought the blue ones were cooler. They were white with the blue. And then, um, somewhere like the next year, all of a sudden it was all about running sneakers and new balance took over. Right? So, there was all these different pairs, and then they had there was these black ones, black and gray ones, and those were the ones that I wanted. I didn't want the red with the gray end. I wanted the gray ones with the black end, and they were sixty dollars and My mother was like, "I am not paying sixty dollars for a pair of sneakers this was the early eighties, so I don't know what that is in today's money, right So I had a paper route, so i had I had to agree I had to pay. I think 20 bucks or $25. Like she wouldn't go above 30, 35 bucks. So, um, I ended up paying the other $25 of it, which was a big fucking investment. All right. My new balance. And I bought a, a a Univega Nuovo sport. That was another big, which I still have. (laughs) I don't understand throwing out a bicycle. I don't get it. There's no motor on it. It's all made out of metal. All the parts exist. It's fine. I do not understand getting a new fucking bicycle. So I still have that thing. I have the fucking, in my, in my garage, I actually ride on that thing while my daughter rides her tricycle. I ride on a bicycle that I got uh, when I was, I don't know, 14, I think. And I remember it was a big deal because it was a 12 speed. Other kids had a 10-speed. I had a 12-speed. I had two extra gears. I still couldn't beat them in a race, but it was nice to know. Um, You know, and I upgraded because I had a Raleigh Beach Rambler. That was my paper route bike, a big fucking Pee Wee Herman looking bike in Massachusetts. It had white wall tires on it. And I remember me and my brother pointed at it and laughed. And then my dad saw it, and he's from the 1950s white wall tires. He loved it. Oh, that's great. You should get it. Go ahead and get it. And I was so afraid of my dad. I bought it and I didn't even want it. And then I rode around the neighborhood and everybody fucking laughed at me. It was like if a pimp lost all his whores but still wanted to have some style. So he had to sell his car. But so he still he bought a bicycle with fucking white wall tires. And everybody thought it was. they just laughed at it. And then one day my older brother got on it and he rode it down the driveway and slammed on the brakes and the tire was so fucking thick that it sounded like a car. It went and everybody thought it was cool um yep that was old billy burr little kid orange afro a beach rambler bike with fucking white wall tires hey ladies where you going um yeah so anyway so i got these fucking uh new balance fucking sneakers right and i paid full price Forum, wherever the fuck I got them back. I think Athletes Foot was still around back then. It's still around now, but I think it was around even back then. And I remember coming into school, and everybody was like, "Oh shit," because those they were like the best ones, right? And uh, I just remember everybody, how much you pay for them things? How much you pay for them things? I just the, during the day, I just kept lying, kept dropping uh, fifty five dollars. Oh, dude, I could have got them things in Herman's for fucking forty eight. And I just kept dropping the number. No matter what fucking number I said, somebody said they could have got a better deal, you know? And I think I dropped it too much. And then they said, where? And then I had to make up a store. And then they said I was lying. And uh, I just, going back, why don't I just say, I paid full price. My mother wouldn't go higher than 30, 35 bucks. So I had to pay the final 25, but I have a paper route. So I agreed to do it, and I spent $25 of my own money because I wanted to wear these and come to school and be a cool kid, and maybe people wouldn't fucking give me shit, and you guys are doing it anyway. So I'm out 25 bucks because you're still giving me shit, and I'm really disappointed right now. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you came with that kind of honesty at that age. Um, I imagine you still get the shit kicked out of you. Um, all right, so how much time have I done here? All right, I think that's enough for one day. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say at this point. Just fucking hang in there. Fucking keep wearing your masks and your bandanas and stuff. Evidently, this is peak week. I think that we're going to get through it by the summer. Positive, Bill. Positive, part. We're going to get through this, everybody. We're going to get through this. And the government fucking help people out with the goddamn unemployment. You already take too much of their fucking checks anyways. All right. That's it. Tax the fucking rich more. more, Make them pay for more. Right. Fucking do that. Everybody helps everybody out. That's it. What is the fucking problem? You know what? This is a great opportunity, I think, to just take down the banks. You just fucking start over again. Every Nobody's fucking working now anyways. Just fucking start over again. Walk up to the Federal Reserve and say, hey, pencil pushers, guess what? We're printing the money now. We don't owe you any fucking money. Go fuck yourself. All right? And the dollar still has nothing behind it, but it still means something because we said so. Because if you come over here and you give somebody some money, you can get something in fucking return. All right? So fuck all this inflation shit. It has value because we say so because we have nuclear weapons, right? Then we switch to solar power. Everybody learns how to make bread. We get vegetables growing in the backyard. That's it. You only go to mom and pop. Hey, you only go to mom and pop stores. There we go. Um, No. um, You know, we did a benefit last weekend to help out some people that were... uh, You know, in the comedy community, you know, comedians and wait staff that weren't making any money. So that felt good to do that. And uh, we got to I got to maybe something with all things comedy. We can figure out try to help out some of the listeners of our podcast, because uh, because that's what you do. You know, that's what you do when when shit like this fucking happens. You don't fucking start price gouging. and, And I don't I don't believe in trying to say fucking divisive shit. You should try to be fucking bringing people together. I don't believe in fucking blaming, you know, this party or that party or the standing president or all that. Like, you really, everybody's just got to be like, like, fucking relax. It's so fucking funny with this country how everybody immediately goes to, I need to get a fucking gun because something's going to happen. And I know other countries look at us like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? And you have to look at it. This country is like one giant, like, you know, we're not all one people and we we didn't get off on the best foot with each other. So, I think we go back to that when shit fucking starts I don't going down. I don't know what. But I'm hoping that people will use this as a way to come together and help out other people. You know? So, maybe we can do something. I don't fucking know. All right. Stride up. Oh, you know what I saw? I saw a uh, old movie um shampoo with um Shirley MacLaine's brother. The fuck's... Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. And uh, it was a really interesting movie as far as, like, the development of the script where, you know, there's, like, a formula with movies. And, like, in the first 10 pages, like, and page 10, something has to happen to set the movie into action. And then on page 25, 26, 27, or whatever, then it moves into the second act. And then somewhere in, like, page 70, you're supposed to go you know, into whatever the third act. And this sort of threw that out the window and you were kind of just watching the characters lives unfold for like 20 minutes. And you're like, what the fuck's going to happen in this movie? But I thought it was really interesting. And Warren Beatty was great in it. And, uh, I don't know. That's what I've, I've kind of been doing that with my wife. It's kind of been cool. Like we have not been fighting. Thank God. It's funny when we, when shit is regular, we fucking argue a lot. But now I guess that there's nothing to do We're just fucking hanging out, watching old movies. So I hope you guys are being able to do that. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what. But I'm going to stay positive through all this. I think they're going to fucking figure something out. All right. That's it. Go fuck yourself. Check out some old NFL highlights or maybe watch some animals eating each other. Uh, learn how to make bread or something. I'd like to do that, but I imagine yeast. Let's see how much yeast costs at this point. How do you spell yeast? I must spell it Y E S T. Y E S T. Yeast. Forty eight dollars and fucking forty eight cents on Wish. You fucking cunts. Safe instant yeast thirteen fifty on eBay. This is it seven ninety nine? Um. I was actually watching some I'll go a little longer. Who gives a fuck, right? Uh, I was actually watching some videos on how to make bread. It looked fun as shit, man. Fucking slapping that fucking dough around. Can't find yeast or flour. These days, nine D.C. area spots are still baking killer bread. Uh, What is baker's yeast and where can I find it? (laughs) Fucking assholes. Fucking assholes, man. There was plenty of fucking yeast a month ago. What happened? Did one douche buy a whole garage full of it? Um, all right. Okay, there's the WashingtonPost.com. Set your fucking politics. Washingtonian, sorry. Washingtonian.com. There's a thing. Uh, can't find yeast or flour. These nine DC area spots are still baking killer bread. Just in case you want to leave the sourdough to the pros. Um. I don't know what this is. If this means you can do it without that. That gives a shit. Look at this yeast. And then they got the fucking don't sneeze on anybody. Fucking Bing Crosby hat with the fucking Sidney Crosby face shield. Look at that. Um, all right. Maybe that's what I can do. Maybe all things comedy can go out and pay top dollar for some yeast and then just give it away for free. <laughs> <laughs> crazy time people hang in there stay positive try to help people out uh i don't know what i guess that's what i got and fucking stay inside i'm a broken record here all right go fuck yourselves have a great weekend and i'll i'll uh see you on monday Check
1: your pulse. We'll
0: What's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, April 9th, Uh. 2012. Um, And uh, we're going to do something a little different this week. Rather than me just sitting here in my pajamas... Ranting. Ranting and raving, I decided that I would get clothed this week and have a friend of mine come by, um, the one and only...
2: Dom Irera, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Do you mind if I get undressed? Huh? No. I would feel more comfortable <laughs> doing this show. I like in the nude. In, in the nude. In the nude, not in just nude naked. Podcast. In the nude.
0: You know, I think it's very fitting that I'm I'm with a uh, dago bastard like you, and we're sitting here drinking the vino.
2: Ain't hey, not for nothing, you Mick prick. But let me tell you something. It is funny, isn't it, that I bring red wine over with you a do. little glass, Little
0: You do, and I was embarrassed that I only had uh,
2: one uh, red wine glass. And the fact that the only thing I've had here is stuff, stuff I brought over, <laughs> and you had a delicious sushi <laughs> dinner in front I front th-
0: Okay, let me tell the listeners. I, Dom- thought, I thought I told Dom to come here at 7.30, so w- me and Nia ordered some sushi, and evidently I said 7, and this guy's Johnny on the spot. 7 o'clock right as the sushi comes in.
2: Professional. I and think he, I delivered it, didn't I? I know. And
0: then you showed up. The only thing I could offer you was the fucking wine that you brought.
2: <laughs> Do you want some uh, edamame with your wine, yeah, you can. said to me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well,
0: listen. Let's, let's quit fucking around here, All right. Dom, let's all get right? serious we, about we, comedy. We know. Yeah, let's sit there. I want to know about your process. When you yeah. sit down, Dom... When we're going to talk about comedy here, you're for talking an hour. about my instrument. How I, how I, how I instrument? tune my instrument. Yeah, we're going to talk about two comedians. We're going to sit here for an uh-huh. hour, right? And talk about uh, the logistics. Is that the right word? Of you can of... use that word.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. When you put the pen to the, the paper, paper. <laughs> wow. Did you see the? Uh, you you get see... a little heavy now, Bill. But... Did you see the masters today? I did. And I did. Uh, w- 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 were you happy that Bubba? Bubba Watson won it?
2: Uh, you know, I like seeing different people win. The thing that's amazing to me is the nerves it takes. When, you know, a friend of mine is a scratch golfer. He goes, the one guy goes, why don't you turn pro? He goes, you have no idea the difference between me being alone out on a course, you know, hitting a 70 when, when compared to, you know, millions of people looking at you. Yeah, you know
0: what always blows my mind at those, those, those PGA things is when those guys go to tee off and they hit it like 300 miles an hour, all those people standing just off to the right and the left – Sitting there with their face just like, <laughs> they wait, really trust like they're they looking for a subway to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what Bubba shot there when he was he was in the pine needles. I mean everyone was standing there. There was a guy sitting there with like a camera. Like the level of faith that they had. One guy did get hit today. Did you oh, see that? No,
2: I saw him get hit yesterday. I saw a guy get hit yesterday.
0: Oh, dude, it was—it was like a delayed reaction. This old guy. You hit got, the head? No, he got hit like center mass. You couldn't see because those people, but it was low enough where it wasn't his head. Yeah. And it looked like he was walking around looking for the ball, and then all of a sudden he just sort of collapsed <laughs> by this tree. And then the announcer just goes, "Oh dear, one somebody down.
2: Got, somebody got hurt." And just <laughs> whispered it. What, I wonder what would happen if somebody got killed, like a, got hit in the temple. You think they'd stop the match after they took the ambulance, took the body away?
0: No, I think that they would keep going, but it and would, not say that he was dead. It would ruin. Doesn't uh, look good. Yeah, it would ruin spectator the spectator the spectator part of it. The, we'd then have to all be wearing helmets right. and stuff like that. And years later, people goggles. Would, yeah, years later, people would watch it on YouTube the way you watch like a goalie back yeah. in the day that didn't wear a mask. Right, right. Like, this
2: guy's out of his fucking. Look mind. at them standing there on the fairway. <laughs> Do you play golf?
0: No, I don't. I, I I appreciate the game, but I I'm just being a no pigment Irishman. I mean, by the fourth hole, I don't give a fuck. It sounds great. Yeah. You go out there with your friends. Sounds great, yeah. You get a twelve yeah. pack, and you you know you just.
2: We could make a lot of money because they had like these celebrity things that you could go on. They you've gotten offers to golf with people, right?
0: Uh, yeah, maybe carrying somebody's bags. No, yeah, haven't um, you
2: gotten those kind of things? I mean, celebrity golf. No,
0: I'm out of that loop. Well. I'd have to go out there with some big, like, Hannibal Lecter sun hat that he wore, like, at the end of the movie. <laughs> if, but they I, had, if they had nighttime golf, golfing, I would
2: do it. I have friends that golf a lot, and I, I just don't want to suck at something else at this age. You know what I mean? Right. So I stick – I I, I'm close <laughs> to the vest. I shoot pool and I play ping pong because I love ending up where I started. You, you know go. what I mean? There's no big thing. People go, you play ping pong? Like – what are you, a half a fag with the yeah. people? My thing <laughs> is, I don't play like standing there with a beer in my hand. I play like, you know. You put some spin on it. I put some spin on mother.
0: You know, you know, you know who you got you to gotta play is uh, Jimmy Dore. Is he good? Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore invites you over, you know. The hilarious Jimmy Dore brings, he invites you over. You think you're just going over there to, uh, you know, have some burgers at his lovely place. And really, he's, he's just sick of beating everybody in his neighborhood. And he talks shit. Where's he at?
2: In like Silver Lake or something? I, I don't want to out where he's no, at. No, because where he Like, this is about as far as I'll go, only because I love you. This is as far is as I'll go. Is that a moth? From-
0: These fucking goddamn fucking moths. You know, you're old when you have to buy a, a, a cedar chest, a chest of drawers, <laughs> because they're eating at your old man's sweaters. <laughs> I wear the V neck sweaters now on stage. I go with that with the T-shirt yeah. underneath. Go with the casual look? Yeah, I'm trying to disguise how much I, I drop the F-bomb in my act. I figure if I dress.
2: How many how many do you have uh, for every, uh, every you know, 15 minutes?
0: Well, I usually do four days when I go out, so I got four different colors. Maybe I'll switch it up with a button down just so the weight staff doesn't start snickering oh, at me.
2: Off the record, I always thought you were a sharp dresser. Off the record. I, I'll take that. I mean, that, even that maroon goes good with your eyes. Well, you know, I mean, I knew you were coming over, Dom. I, I appreciate wonder, that. I wonder, <laughs> appreciate the look. <laughs> Listen.
0: That fucking guy today who won that thing. Okay, I'm, I'm sitting there, uh, the 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 fucking uh, golf thing. I'm wa- I watch it every year. I think it's awesome, right? But I'm looking at the guy, and I'm texting back and forth my buddy Paul Verzi, um back east. And when when he hit it off that that pine yeah, yeah. needle thing, that was amazing. Yeah, and it, and it curved. Oh yeah, insane. And went right to, right you know landed right there, and then he two goes in two putts and wins it. He said that that was the equivalent to when Eli. Through that pass to Manningham. And I was just like, dude. you know, Manningham? Oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, it's like, dude, right. don't compare,
2: like, yeah. real sports to golf. No, golf is just like a giant pool table.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a three-hour fuck. I will yeah. give you that. But it's just like, Eli had a 300-pound guy in his face taking, you know, yeah, taking yeah. a shot to the head. It's It's not... This is what kills me. This is what the thing about golf. First of all, did you, you saw Bubba and what he won. He's got that, like that double chin. Yeah, those yeah. Seventh-grader arms. He right, never right. took a lesson in his life. And Tiger Woods is on the course and so is Phil Mickelson. So mm-hmm. that's like Gretzky and fucking uh, Mario Lemieux are out there, and he beat him. Yeah. So it's like I know guys who suck at sports like really bad. Like you throw in the ball and they like tense up. Right. There's one guy I know like when he goes to shoot hoop. It's the fucking – it's like – the greatest like, a physical comedy you've ever seen. He bites his bottom lip, and he holds the ball right in front of his face so he can't even see the rim. And at the last second, he bends both his wrists so he can see it for <laughs> a half a second and then throws a line drive, and it hits the under part of the rim. That's how bad this guy right, is. Right. He gets on a golf course. He can compete. He can hit it straight. And I'm not saying he kills guys and wins money out there, but to watch him hit a golf ball, you'd have no idea. Like if you were like going to play softball, hey, let's see you hit a golf ball. All right, let's let's get this guy out there. This guy yeah. struck out. He, I worked with him. He struck out slow pitch softball with a girl, underhanded, struck <laughs> out. To the point, he was so embarrassed. I remember later on that night. Uh, this is how long ago it was. He got me wine coolers. It was the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, oh, they were horrible. But you were psychic if you were underage. He was like. uh and, and I was like – this sounds like a getting molested story, but I swear to God, it was – I had to go back, and I, I threw him pitches until it was dark out. I think it was the next night. The next night I did it, he was so fucking embarrassed. He struck out three times, and everyone was giving him shit at work. But this guy can go to the golf course. So I, I think bowling, golf, pool – I know people have said this before, but after watching that guy win today, I, I, just, you know, I totally respect the game. I think it's, it's definitely,
2: the yeah, One of the things about golf is you can also be a normal person. And I mean, like in basketball, you can't be normal. You're how many six ten guys did you see today? You know? Yeah. When you go to the mall, how many six ten guys do you see? None. None. Because it's so it's such a freak game. And the guys that are small are even freaks because their quickness is beyond belief. Like John Stockton, his hands were twice as big as ours. There's always something freaky about right.
0: Something special.
2: Yeah. But in golf, you can be like pretty much a normal guy. For some reason, you got that you can whack that ball. Whatever it is, the torque, the physics behind it. Yeah. All
0: golfers, they're all, like, almost in shape. Right, You know right. what I mean? They got a little bit of pecs, but they got a that A little bit of a gun. belly. Dude, if you can kill that fucking moth, man. I, I've been killing him every goddamn week. Oh, shit. How did you miss that?
2: I did not miss you, it. I hit it. I, I stunned him. You, I stayed, but he <laughs> The he, bell rang. He looked at me. Did you see him? Look at me.
0: Uh, what, how much of a dick am I? I got you over here. You brought the wine.
2: You I got, didn't offer you no, any I got, nourishment. I got, I got moths now eating up my yeah. clothing.
0: And I'm giving you shit about it.
2: And I was always good to you, Bill. I took care of you back in the day.
0: No, early on, you were really mean to me. Get the fuck out of here. You were.
2: You used to bully me. Yeah, right. You
0: did, yeah. When I was in the comedy locker room and you came in (laughs) snapping towels (laughs) way back in the day. Oh, yeah. That
2: was just horseplay. We had some horseplay. It was horseplay. Yeah.
0: Well, nowadays, it's considered hazing.
2: You know, I have a friend who's prosecuting that Sandusky case. Oh, yeah? He went off the other day on television. He went off on on Sandusky and his lawyer. By, by the way, not to be egotistical, this is pretty funny about Sandusky's lawyer. Mm-hmm. I said, what an idiot that guy is. He goes, I say, he's such a moron. I can't. And he goes, and my friend Joe goes, I got to tell you something, Dom. He's a big fan of yours. After I yeah, said, yeah. what an idiot he is. I go, well, he's not, I'm not finished. Some, he does have good taste in comedy.
0: How many times that's – a, that's a great thing to bring up, though. How many times – have you made fun of somebody in your act? They're like a cartoon to you, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, five, six years later, you're standing in the room with them. Oh yeah. And then you just then you're just going, oh my god, did, did they hear what I said?
2: Well, one of my first jokes, uh, 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 that was a closer joke in my act, was before I did the Tonight Show. I did Star Search, right?
0: Now, when you did the Tonight Show, was it Leno or uh, Oh no, it was Carson. Carson. Carson Jesus. So, but
2: I did the Tonight Show. But before I did the Tonight Show, after I had done Star Search, I had a joke about Ed McMahon. The joke was kind of went like, uh, I said, I meet Ed McMahon. I said, I'm thrilled. 35 years in the business. What do I say to him? going to call him Ed. Do I call him Mr. Ed? they call him Mr. E, Mr. Eddie McMahon. Mister, you big, fat, lucky, talentless hump. <laughs> kissing Johnny's <laughs> ass for the last 30 years. You Budweiser sucking, outpost slinging, nothing. What do you do? <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. But that was the joke. And uh, he, he comes up to me right before I go on to say hi to me. Now, I didn't know that he thought the joke was funny, that he had seen me, that he knew who I was. And he pulls me towards it. I'm thinking, oh shit, Ed McMahon's going to slide. Big me. guy too, right? Real big. Yeah. Six you know. And he was strong then. This was this was one before he got, you know, kind of shrunken yeah. and, and older. And I thought, man, Ed McMahon's going to sucker me, and I got to go on Stunned, my first Tonight right. Show set, uh, you know. But I'm and sorry. What did he say? Well, what he's What he you know? he just said he'd have a great set and. You know, he was just very nice. You know, but oh,
0: did, now had he heard the bit or not? He had,
2: but I didn't know he had. Then he, his daughter told me he had, and then we worked together at the Philadelphia Academy of Music doing some benefit, and he told me he loved the bit. You know, he thought it was funny. So,
0: oh, see, yeah, you gotta love a guy who's like
2: comfortable with, uh, yeah, with where he's at. I remember- well, he's big enough that you that he's famous enough that, it, that it's funny. So, in that in that sense, so you don't do jokes about the,
0: not to talk about comedy, but how fucking nerve wracking was it to do The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson because there was that whole thing that you couldn't just go out and have a good set. No, you had, to, had, get, he, he had to get... the okay sign the okay, or the okay, thumbs. Uh, okay right. was like you did good oh, yeah, and thumbs was,
2: up. It was the imprimatur of comedy. I mean, it was like... and You know, most of the time you got called over either because he wanted you over there or because of timing. Mm-hmm. And you know that guy... Uh, who's that comedian? A that, uh, really alcoholic comedian from Boston. Teddy Bergeron? Yeah. And there were, no offense to Teddy, but... You got it. You got it. Did I get it. Son I get it. Bitch. I can't you open my it. hand. I can't open my hand because I got it. Well, just keep squeezing your hand. Was he there? He got it. I fucking crawled away again. Sorry. I tell you, he's indestructible. He looked at me like you gotta got to bring more to the table. Yeah, you got to bring he's more like... to the table than that, baby. <laughs> but uh, Teddy apparently did too long, so they brought him over to the thing. you know. But what what you were asking me before is it an interesting thing because there was no fun in it. There was no joy in it. All it was was a passing passing through some some worm tunnel it was like the
0: white apollo in a way but rather than the crowd it was like he was gonna boo you by just not bringing you over yeah
2: and i remember looking out into the hills in burbank thinking i'm gonna run away i'll start a new life up in the woods (laughs) i really did because i couldn't it was so there was no fun my fucking head was you love the curse yeah my head was pounding. My, my, I, 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 I never get headaches. I have a pounding headache. My heart was beating like a rabbit's, you know. And then I got off. He gave me the thumbs. He told me we got to have you back. And that was it. And then, then,
0: like, how how many like hours of just absolute relief is that? Oh. That must have just been unreal. Yeah, that's what I always. I the amount of times I think that, like, wh- why do I do this? Is, is you standing there before you're going out, like, because I'm really actually a really introverted person. Before I started doing this shit, so now I'm just sort of a loudmouth asshole. I kind of grew into, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just from being on stage. But like, like the, the first, I would say like eight, nine years of doing this shit, I, the amount of times I was just standing and waiting to go on in some fucking impossible situation,
2: some
1: awful. Oh college, yeah, like next third game. show
2: or something. Yeah. Were I you around about, for those days at all, the next Nick's Comedy South yeah. Boston. I started at Nick's. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a, I mean luckily the the guys, the Boston comics were good to me, but that was a tough place.
0: Oh, it's brutal. That was tough if you were from
2: Boston. Third remember, show Friday. Yeah, yeah, and
0: then they would put like 10 fucking Boston headliners. Yeah, but boots. see, they
2: took care of me. You know, like uh, Gavin and Sweeney, they all looked out for me. And they, they didn't try and bury me, you know, right. whatever for whatever reason. You know, we always got along. So it was different for me. Like like I heard Richard Lewis was so upset because somebody, Sweeney goes, follow that, right? Follow that, all my stuff, my esoteric stuff, Boston stuff. And Richard apparently hid under the seats, to, hit under the stage till everybody left. Jesus yeah, that's what I heard. Christ. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know why they used to do that, but they, I guess they used to get territory. It's really kind of a fu- funny thing considering I didn't have to go through it. And I wasn't from out of town. Yeah. The fact that they'd be like, you know, what do you need headliners for? We're here. We can close
2: these yeah, shows. Yeah.
0: And that you would uh, – because so many comics do, when you go on the road, try to bury you. But they never have the audacity to just say, like, follow that, you know. Yeah, and no, I, I have to say, they
2: always watched my back. They were always good to me. But does your But audience- then you
0: ended up stealing from the club. And, I, and what, what happened there?
2: I stole from the club? Yeah, you don't remember yeah, that? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You well, you know, I, saw, I saw some cash. The guy blackouts. went out. And, uh, <laughs> you, well, do you know, uh, Did your audience know that you were one... I was part of the... Ins- oh, f- I'm sorry. That's all right. We got to do a commercial here anyways. Hang on one second. got to fucking type in this stupid password.
0: Um, all right. Here we go. Stamps.com, everybody. Dom, I don't know if you've heard about this. What's that, do, do you hate going to the post office? I hate it. I absolutely can't stand it.
2: Why? Do you have a suggestion for oh, you know, be great, wouldn't,
0: wouldn't it be great, Dom, if somehow mm-hmm. you could have the post office within your own apartment?
2: Great. It'd be, more, it'd be unbelievable. It'd be unbelievable. What if you, can it, do, wait, like, you, you know somebody that could do that? Uh, this guy, Stamps.com.
0: You can print out... What's his name? Stamps.com. It's, it's oh, a, Stamps. It's, stamps. A, it's, it's a, I think the name is Stamps.com.
2: Stamps.com?
0: Stamps.com. I'm actually using this product. You print out stamps. They give you a scale. You have I have to I, shout. I, I send out my... This is the excitement. Yeah, This yeah. is the Uh-oh. hype. Oh. They, they give you a scale. Stamps.com. You can, yeah, you you can, you can weigh your packages, or maybe the lady is seeing, you know, have a little little foreplay with you, it.
2: You can weigh them in in your house.
0: Yes, yeah, you can weigh them right in your house. You, you put you put on a little visor, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's awesome.
2: It Sounds like a great idea. It <laughs> is awesome because every I time
0: get. every time I go down there, there's always some. You know, yeah. I can't say the word. I can't curse during these ads. I got in trouble last week because I dropped the C. No, nope. right. well,
2: well, see, I don't go to the post office because I have a business manager, but you know. At your level, I guess you still... Oh, you want
0: jerk. that behind the music stuff where they <laughs> steal all your money? That's good. Did you sign away your power of attorney? Um, stamps.com, everybody. If you If you act now... And you use my last name Burr. You can get a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a free scale and $55 of free postage. Are you serious? I swear to God. That's Don't clear. wait, Dom. Go to Stamps.com before I, you do anything else, before so you I even gotta, complete I can't this finish podcast. the
2: show. I, fi- I got to go out. There. I All
0: got- you have to do is click the microphone on the top of the homepage and you type in my last name Burr. B-U-R-R for this special offer for my listeners.
3: If How you much get back?
0: sick How and much- tired, I get a flat free. They give me fresh microphones for every now show What about i to kill that moth right there. You get there you a go. scale? Dead,
2: dead. You get a scale? Tell me what you get again. Just You so get a I can... scale to right. weigh the packages. Okay.
0: You get $55 in, uh, of, of free postage. Wow. Yeah, it's, actually, it's a hell of a deal. It's That's a, a very good deal. Yeah, and people are stamps. dot com, it. Stamps.com, huh? Stamps.com, it's a hell of a deal. Yeah. That should be in that bumper sticker. Yeah. Stamps.com, <laughs> it's a hell of a deal. All right, back to the podcast here.
2: Um, now, does your audience know that you were the one that – I mean, I was the one that kind of sparked – not sparked, but kind of set you off a little when you did that brilliant rant in Camden.
0: Oh, the Philly thing? Bill? Oh, yeah. You went you went on before – yeah, you went—you on, were one of the other ones who went to the uh, – and you also – they started booing you and you didn't leave. But for some reason, they didn't put that on YouTube.
2: No, I told them that I make $12,000 in 10 minutes. Fuck you. No, and, I remember you, you standing live-
0: there going like, "Why? why would you think you guys could make me leave? And they actually paused from booing you for half a second.
2: But it was only the people in the back. But the thing I loved about you was you were, like, sticking up for me. And I thought that was really cool. And you went, they boo Dom Herrera? Like, like, you Dom, know. you're one of my heroes. Well, come on. I
0: remember when I was in Boston and somebody knew you, a headliner, and was saying that, uh, yeah, you know, the other night Dom was in town and we were shooting pool. And I remember thinking that that was the most, he knows Dom Herrera. Oh, so cool. I was psyched to be working with you. And not to mention, do you remember that lineup that night? Yeah. The, the way that they were being, because everyone went out there and there was that dance motherfucker vibe. Dude, the, as far as I can remember, it was Rich Voss, Tracy Morgan.
2: Yeah, I remember Tracy.
0: Patrice O'Neill. You, Bobby Kelly, me, Jimmy Jimmy
2: Schubert, Jimmy Schubert, they booed Jimmy Schubert. They didn't let him say a word. He says, I bombed. He said you can't bomb if they don't let you talk.
0: You can't bomb when it's still light and you're standing outside and half the crowd is sitting down. That poor bastard brought half his family there. But the funniest, (laughs) I
2: know, you know, Jim
0: Norton, uh, Ralphie May. That was the show, dude. I'm telling you, in 20 years, people are going to look back at that lineup and be like, why were people getting booed? But, they, were, uh, they were
2: drinking all day. It was crazy. It's outside. Dude, can I tell you but, something? I, my karma, I deserved it. Because
0: like in 1988, I went to go see uh, Dice Clay at the Worcester Centrum uh, at the height of that uh, of the Dice stuff. And an unknown Eddie Griffin was opening for him. Worcester's a great town for comedy. Yeah, and, and we were all booing, and I, and I was booing was too. Eddie Griffin? Yeah, Eddie. It was, you were he, booing Eddie Griffin? He wasn't famous. I wasn't right, a right. comic, and I was doing that moron audience thing. Like, yeah, yeah Dice is going to love us because right. we're doing this, yeah. Right? yeah. You know, because we, we want Dice to come on. And and Eddie Griffin stood there going, yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm not getting off stage. And people kind of like, whoa. Oh, we thought you we were just going to run off. And then he right. ended up... Killing, doing that Michael Jackson thing that he did or something. He uh-huh. killed. He ended up turning it around and killed. So that's the thing about that Philly thing. Why I don't make such a big deal because I was like, guys, a bunch of guys have done that.
2: There just was no YouTube.
0: Well, you told me the that time. they
2: expect you to do it after that. But I got to tell you the funniest line for some reason. Fuck the Liberty Bell. I don't know why, but that made me the cry childish, laughing. Like, what, the, what did the childish, Liberty Bell ever yeah, do? do? Fuck the Liberty Bell. Donald Don, Don, <laughs> McNabb, I hope he gets an ACL. Tear. You haven't, I was
0: running out of shit.
2: The Flyers haven't won since Gerald <laughs> Ford was president, but then fuck the because, Liberty because Bell. Because you know what
0: that's like? That's like somebody in Boston yelling at somebody going, hey, fuck Paul Revere. Yeah. Like, like, we give a shit. <laughs> right, right. Fuck yeah. Sam Adams. Hey, don't, don't talk about our bell. Hey, don't talk about our tourist attractions like that. <laughs> fuck the duck boats, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, one of uh, another happy night on another happy night on the road. Well, you got anything? And I, uh, rumor has it that you're going to be starting up your own uh, your own podcast. Yeah, rumor has gonna, it that I might be uh, on a short list of guests that you're trying. Well, to Well, yeah,
2: you said that you didn't want to do it right away because we're talking now, but I want you to do it as soon as you want to do it. It's going to be uh, Don Morera live at the Laugh Factory.
0: I'll I'll come down and do it. My my because you're a conversational guy. I just don't like when I go and I do somebody's podcast. And for an hour, we tell all our stories to each other, blah, blah, blah. And then, hey, come and do my podcast next week. And then it always feels like what I did for VH1 where I wasn't on I Love the 80s. I was on I Love the 80s Strikes Back. So they had already talked about all the A-level shit. Right, right. So when I came through, it was like, do you remember what would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> all the Eddie Murphy Raw, right, all right. the uh, Back to the Future, all that shit was gone. And it uh-huh. was like the really uh, – do you remember a show called Square Pegs? Uh, no. Short-lived show. You got any comedy <laughs> on that? It was really like – so that, that, that's, that would be the reason why
2: I don't do that, Dom. Well, if you, you, if know, you were wondering. Like I, 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 wa-
0: I want to tell you uh, I really appreciate you – uh, breaking out your new shoes for this
2: These aren't new. I just don't wear them much cuz they look like bowling shoes. These are Todd's. They're I was going to say three, bowling shoes. 385 a shoe. 385 a shoe. That's a how shoe. expensive they are. Yeah, you right? have to you can't buy a pair. You, you have can't to buy be- them individually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bought, I bought the first one and then the other one I'm going to come back and get later. Now, how do you week. how do you write bill? How do, what's your process? Well, you know what it is is I try and go out and live a life, okay? And <laughs> and it writes itself. Yeah, you know what and and as a comedian, you always have to be observing things, you know? I the see. newspaper, I read like 17 newspapers a day, Don. That's what I do. Wow. Uh, just because I, I want to see it from every angle. So you're, just, you're just,
2: more of a, an informative person than an actual oh, yeah. comedian. Do you, you don't even go for laughs. Oh, no, no, not at all. Well, you've seen my sets down there, Don. Yeah, well.
0: Well, Tom, that's what I always loved about watching you on stage. I didn't go for the laugh. Yeah, I didn't it, to the it, crowd. It, yeah, your, your ability
2: them. to just stand there. And have them stare at me. Yeah, and just and not walk off stage. It was well, just see, amazing. Bill, I want the crowd thinking. This is. I'm more of a motivational speaker. When they, <laughs> le- when they leave <laughs> my show, I want them to think, fuck, I could do that. See, yeah, that's what I'm about. Absolutely. You with the laughs and the killing. I, yeah, it's old, it's, it's old school. I like the teaching. You know what I love when comedians uh, say a uh, true story like that makes a difference. Like like they're going to oh, leave. Say, you are going savor. Yeah,
0: that no, was a true story.
2: Yeah, but like it, like the, it, they're going out at the end. They go, you know, a second guy. I didn't think he was funny, but talk about integrity. My <laughs> God, he was honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think those other guys made that shit up. That really funny shit.
0: <laughs> no, but you know what I love is you you uh, you still come down and work out, and I always work out. I feel like there's just a handful of us
2: who. Once you start selling tickets on the roads, we'll still go down. I don't know why guys to, take to, off nights to the like that. I mean, I understand it. Like, if you're married and – like, I'm single right now. But even when I wasn't, my girlfriend didn't understand. I go, well, I'm trying to get better. Right. What, what do you think? I was like – you know, like, you can't say like – like, when I did The Tonight Show, that was 1987. Right. right? That's a long time ago. That, you know, I could – I mean – you pr- have to practice. I can't, like, go. Like, if you play basketball, you can't say to somebody, uh, you know, I usually score 25 points a game. He's going, well, you know what, pal? You, you scored four tonight. So, right. you know, I, you, you want to be good. I mean, I know you have the same motivation that I have to keep improving. You're not, you're not really competing against anybody else. You just compete with yourself.
0: Hey, I am competing with a lot of people.
2: Who are you jealous of? Who really makes you angry? Success. You. There's just something Me. about.
0: You know what it is. I've always been you, jealous. You like my, my lack swagger. of height, my then swagger, swagger. <laughs> my tough guy. You know, a lot of people don't know about you is your uh, your, your arm wrestling abilities.
3: Mm.
2: We were talking about that last night. Not to be a name drop, but Renee Zellweger, cute. You ever see her live? Beautiful.
0: No, I've only seen her in the movies with that that fucking guy who looks like Phil Mickelson, but he's from England. The guy with the hooker.
2: Oh! Oh! Yeah! Yeah!
0: Yeah! It should be like the twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, the one. Uh, he, what was that hooker's name? Like his name is like Philip North. What the fuck was his name? No, I. Yeah, I. Harry Harrington. No, That's <laughs> <laughs> something. Bobby Bittman. Yeah, it was like. uh f- no, Phil, he's, Phil he... Rosenthal. It was like something. Was it Phil Rosenthal. It was, he's the producer was, of Willis R- R- Raymond*. No, he's uh, what the fuck was his name? No. Harry Crum. What no, no. <laughs> I know I'm terrible at names. Harry, you're really
2: terrible. It's not even close. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. I knew there was an eight. Harry, Cump? Harry Harrington, Hugh Grant. I knew there was something like that. <laughs> what was the hookers name? Remember? Uh, that would be a great memory. That'd be a great recall. It was like
0: Destiny or yeah, it was Divine Brown.
2: Holy Bang! shit! You're good. Bang. I thought she you was hot. You have to ask her with a question. Though. I thought she was hot. She was hot.
0: She was hot. She, she, you know, and that's you know that's one of those great things about being a hooker here in L.A. Just like everybody at <laughs> any moment you don't know who you're going to run into what Fucking exposure movie, a movie star it was great exposure well, how about the him? Eddie
2: Murphy thing with the transvestite was that ever proven though well he i think I think it was proven that he you know nobody could ever prove that he didn't know it was a that he knew it was a man, but uh you, you don't go to Santa Monica Boulevard and pick up uh, regular hookers
0: what if you're going just going to Swinging by Yum Yum Donuts, you just <laughs> happen to meet. <laughs> hey, look, I nice, don't, Eddie
2: Murphy's a brilliant actor, and all, but I mean, the thing is. Uh, by the
0: way, what is with all the what? What's the deal? What's the What's with? the deal with all who, the donut who, places out who here? Who
2: are these people, and why do they eat so many donuts? Uh, what's why? It, I don't know. I don't have a. The bit. people
0: eat donuts? <laughs> Dude, I've never seen so many. Not only so many fucking donut shops out here, but they're all like seem to be independently owned. And uh, everyone has a different name. There's Yum Yum Donuts, Go Go Donuts. I know, there are. Oh, boy, well, about- I got some donuts. <laughs> and everybody out here works out.
2: Who, pastry with a hole. Eating all these donuts. Pastry with a hole in the middle. Does your,
0: your friend Renee Zellweger eat a dozen and then fucking yak them up She's in a dumpster? She's beautiful. Oh,
2: yeah? What I was going to say about At her. any
0: point when you were talking to her, did she do some sort of touching of your arm or maybe tapped you on yes. the knee? And yes. it just made you feel like a little boy again? Well, she has, she's very,
2: she's very, like her, her whole, uh, aura, aura is uh, yeah, really positive. And her, she has, her, she is yeah. right in the middle of her chest. <laughs> she has a centrally located, chi. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, how I met her. Listen to this. Talk about a name dropping thing. First I'm, on a Sunday night, I'm in Cleveland. It's snowing sideways. It was so bad. out. Next day, tell you, folks, it was snowing. I'm telling you it was snowing. Talk <laughs> about snowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you uh, hey, it's coming right off the lake. <laughs> it's a lake effect snow. It's not real snow. It's like effect. You see the difference? Uh, but uh, I'm I'm sitting in Cleveland. I'm looking out the window. I'm thinking, oh, I'm not even going to get out of here tomorrow. I had to go to a reading. Ready for this? Name drop city. Sean Penn had called me up.
3: Jesus
0: uh, Christ, Dom!
2: I know. Wait, there's more. So to why jealousy? To read with uh, Chaz Palminteri, De Niro, Renee Zellweger. Oh, go fuck yourself for what? For a movie. A comedy movie about that. I was supposed to play De Niro's brother. Now, bullets Sean,
0: over Broadway.
2: Yeah, bullets <laughs> over Broadway. No, this is like this is just last year. The, the matter of fact, they called me a month ago to come in and read the rewrites with them, but I couldn't make it. I had bronchitis. But uh, I'm sitting there, and I've really turned into Woody Allen, because at the end of the thing, I got I, you know I just got a, kind of a crush on Renee Zwerger, and, and she's so pretty and so such a good actress. And she says you're really good. Uh, she goes, I hope I uh, get to work with you, babe. And she said, babe. And I went – I was walking down the steps alone. I'm going – she called me babe. Oh, yeah. Babe. Isn't
0: that unreal? Yeah, yeah. The, powerful, the power of a beautiful woman. Forget oh. about If they're famous. Yeah. I, I did uh, I did a show one time and uh, down Irvine, down at the mall mm-hmm. there. And uh, at the end of the show, this, this woman came up and just really quickly shook my hand and 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 then said really funny and then left. And I'm telling you, it was like fucking yeah, electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Which, in her hand and it was it was the chick from uh the white snake videos who walked around in the oh, in the white dress. Yeah, yeah. Still looking good, but like and I had no idea who she was, but she just had like that like there was no way she wasn't gonna become famous. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, dude, she shook my hand and it was like fucking yeah. a lightning bolt went through it. No, there's okay? definitely energy and, to that. And she's like, I don't know, pushing fifty and there was wow. all these other twenty something year old hotties and I'm watching her go out the door like who the fuck was that? Yeah. Well, you know was who was hot to? like that? You, know, was... you ever wish that you had that sort of electricity, Tom? You ever wish that you had that sort of... Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I never, you know... Even I wish when I, I was, did. Even when I was good-looking, I wasn't that good-looking.
0: Yeah, the it factor. You know what I love that? Who, who's bit... Uh, um, uh, oh, man, I can't forget his name. Uh, guy passed away. It was one of my favorite comedians. Richard Jenny. No. Uh, W.C. Fields. W.C. Fields. <laughs> <laughs> he used to do hey, hey, B- a Gota, Abdi Castello. He used to. He was a former teacher, and he he, he used to do that. Oh, uh,
2: welcome back, Cotter. Nope, nope. Uh, uh, he, he passed away. Fuck, man! This now it's becoming really He's stressful. Re- re- show red, red
0: redhead, redhead with the mustache. Dennis Wolfberg. Uh, Dennis Wolfberg. When he used to do that. Why did you just say that? Because I'm I'm bad with names. And then I I totally love the guy. And then I panicked, and then I just forget it. Yeah, yeah. This is why I do this. I suck. You're blocking. At, You're blocking yourself. Yeah. I'm putting too much pressure. That's why yeah. I don't golf. I don't I golf with these bubbles, these self-taught guys who beat the Gretzky's and the Mario Mews. Um, he used to do this bit about uh, the it factor, having it with women. Oh, remember that joke? He goes, no. "I don't know what it is. I don't think I ever had it." He goes, "But whatever it is, I have the antidote, ladies and gentlemen." And he would stick his tongue out. Yeah, yeah.
3: I
2: fucking love that guy. He I probably
0: just butchered his goddamn joke, and everyone's probably going to say this isn't funny. But no, I think he, it is
2: you know, funny. he was he was he mugged a lot, but he was funny. Oh, it's just. I mean, his like, whole act was mugging. He
0: went he, he went was, out to uh, the Comedy Connection in Providence right in the end when he was sick and he sat down. I heard about Destroyed and got a standing ovation. I heard
2: he did that and I heard he did Boston when it was still open. Yeah. Comedy Connection.
0: Absolutely destroyed. You know, I heard one time, I heard you, you one time, you did a set half sitting, half standing simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> and, you you, know, and you fucking destroyed.
2: You know what cracks me up is like I see like Brett Ernst kid, you know, what is he, like 39, good shape, whatever he Moody is.
0: Star-looking guy, yeah.
2: And he sits down after about two minutes on stage. We don't 15 minutes to comedy store. All day long, we don't work. And then he sits down, he takes a <laughs> break after two minutes. Oh, boy, anybody I know, else he, tired? He, he? he
0: looks like he could do, like, 40 pull-ups just of course. When, he, when he wakes up. He
2: could do it. I'm sure he could.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad we finally got to that. About 40 minutes in, we finally, no, 30 minutes in that we realized that... Uh, Brent Ernst, he's one of the, one of the more lazier guys out here. would we Well, just he's a, yeah,
2: he's a lazy, funny comedian. This is the kind of things, I mean, I can't believe you got me to admit certain things on the show, or you're about to. to I'm
0: going to make you cry, is what I want to do. I think some, somehow Brent Ernst killing yeah. while sitting down and being better looking and in better shape than both of us. I think this is going to lead you to crying.
2: Well, I realize now, you know, look, look how much weight I've gained, right? Now, you know, I've gained, since I've known you, 30 pounds, Right. And I know that. I can't and, tell. Well, you don't really look. You don't really well, check you, me well, out. You know what it is. Oh, Doug, look at my on, head. My on. head is bigger.
0: Well, you're wearing that slimming black T-shirt.
2: I've got a, <laughs> <laughs> a Barry Bonds head. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because now, and I don't even know if this is a bit yet, Bill, but I think there's something in it. I have to look. I don't like women my own age. Right. You know what I mean? I can't I can't fake that I get aroused by them. Can I
0: always wondered that.
2: No. I always wondered I like I mean I wish I had that kind of love or something, but I need like a hot young chick. But the only hot young chick I'm gonna get has to be flawed. Right. You know, she's gotta be has daddy issues. Inside or, something. or outside, yeah. Yeah, she's gotta be messed up in some way, but that's what I'm looking for. How many uh how many strippers have you have you dated? Dated? Uh only a couple. I, I was in love with one. How, how old were you when you did when you made that move? Uh, two years ago. You fell in love with the strip. I fell in love with it, yeah. First of all... Is this a country song? Is she was... I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was not stripping at the time. She was bartending and just giving an occasional lap dance. Okay. You know? And really beautiful girl. I think I've and, been to that bar. And fun. But I tell you, Oxycontin and alcohol really mess you up. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. But, yeah,
0: I got some. Uh, but I still love the
2: girl. But she's—I uh, don't think—I don't think we're getting back together. Cause no, that oxy. Her is, husband uh, and her two kids uh, keep blocking us. Oh
0: Jesus, Dom, you're making me feel
2: good. Uh, you're making me
0: feel good. Some of the choices I made back in the day, dude. Oxy is uh, thats
2: it's, it's heroin, right? Yeah,
0: that's one of those things. Like, like even when you get off it, you're—I don't know that you're ever, uh, depending on how long you do it, the same. I lost a buddy of mine to that. Oh shit, really? And I got another one.
2: From, uh, not doing so well did you grow up in a neighborhood that was a lot of drugs
0: um not like that not like that it was uh i grew up you know it was it was cul-de-sac bullshit it was weed there was the weed guy there was the bookie and then and then there was you know booze obviously but you know and some coke when you got older but uh like nobody was doing like heroin and crack was like you're out of your fucking mind because everybody thought if you smoke crack that was it. You were done. Well, that they say you get
2: addicted the first time. Now, let That's me ask what
0: you. they said, but I, I got friends of mine who did and they're like, yeah, okay, it was all right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well,
2: maybe they're addicted to other things. They didn't have time to be hey, addicted Maybe they're to just better people. In maybe them, they're start. better, stronger. You have good friends. Let me ask you this. If you had one drug that you think you would like, what would it be? I know what mine is. If you if, if, if
0: I could do a drug that if, I've never tried then never I would you've never tried
2: like- and you think that and, and like it's not going to have any repercussions you just want the feeling what feeling would it be oh,
1: I, I, not have a, Demerol. I have a tie
0: I have a tie What? Is, I want to know I want to know what it feels like like that train spotting where you sink into the rug the first time you do heroin
2: That's and, exactly that's and, exactly and what I want
0: That but I got to admit the hallucinating thing tripping Yeah but I'll. But that doesn't Somebody that, told me, like, so like when you're tripping, it's not like you don't know that you're tripping. You see the door fucking melting. You're like, oh, it's because I'm on acid. It's not like those high school films where you'd be like, you thought you could fly and do shit right, right. like that, jump but, out the window. Uh, no, I, I, that scared th- the shit I out think, of me. Uh, what was that movie with that old guy? Was it something? Timothy,
2: Leary? Timothy yeah, Leary. Alan
0: Arkin did a part where he played an old guy, and he fucking, uh, he just, he got addicted to heroin like his seventies, and he's just like, what the fuck? I'm seventy. That's a, actually a good idea. Just to try it at 70?
2: I mean, I'd rather go out shooting drugs than go out taking, you know. Uh, dick in the ass? Well, what, dick what, in what the ass, <laughs> yeah. That must hurt, man. That's the thing. You ever think about that seriously, Bill? When well, you taking about, one.
0: Yeah, accepting one, I think. It's taking a, one for the a, team. A, yeah, taking one for the team. All right, Dom, your number came up. Sorry. You're not going <laughs> to like this. You're not going to like this. Oh, yeah,
2: I don't think so. I, uh, could we work this out?
0: No, I've actually thought Are about Are you really a
2: priest? How, how I, how I want to go out. Yeah. Is in, uh, eaten by wolves. Eaten by wolves. Shredded <laughs> by animals.
0: Yeah, I either want to live to be like 105, like you live so long that there's like nobody at your funeral because you outlived everyone yeah. who gives a shit. Or <laughs> – you know, because because that, cause that, that is a one, funny image. Because that's one of the things. If you live long <laughs> enough, <there's,
2: laughs> I'm everyone, sure he had people that cared about. Oh yeah,
0: like people doing the eulogy. <laughs> like I mean, you know, I met him when he was eighty-seven, and uh, you know he was old. Like he liked playing cards. He always wore those slippers. He always wore those slippers. <laughs> but if if you die, like you know, like all my friends. You know, who have died tragically fucking young, it seems. I mean, you pack the house and everybody's up there. Yeah, yeah. you get a good That's the th- only good thing about dying young is everybody gives a fuck. Uh, there's articles written about you. There, there's nothing worse. when. I mean, there's nothing worse than dying young. But dying old also is, you know, you're sitting there and you got that fucking <laughs> old terrified
3: picture. Ah! <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> My uncle and Tony, it, when he died, he, he really was very prejudiced and very angry. But he also loved his children. He loved God. He loved mountains. And then when he died, it was so funny. Does that
0: make up for the racist side? Yeah,
2: yeah. But I'm saying he was that <laughs> balanced.
0: crosses on people but it, in the nature.
2: Love birds. But it's true, though. He's he really was like birds. all that. Yeah. And he and we're standing around the coffin.
0: You see that mountain? It's for us. <laughs> That's for us, not these other people.
2: This is God's country. But when we're around the coffin, we're standing, there. you know how people lie about people after they died? And this guy, Lee Fidelli, who was the first Italian character I ever did, like I got down a little, uh, he said, we're standing there. Me, A friend of mine is a priest, and like a couple of my cousins, and we're standing there over over the body. And he goes, he never had a bad word to say about anybody. And we went from crying to fucking laughing. And I'm thinking, I said, all he did was have bad words to say about everybody. (laughs) And then he goes, listen to this. This is a really old reference. He goes, he never hated anybody except Larry Boa. Right, Larry Bo, the old yeah, yeah. for the Phillies. Yeah, second baseman. And he baseman. goes, and he looks up. He goes, he hated that motherfucker with a vengeance, huh? Was he a gambler? No, he didn't gamble. He just hated he wrote, him. He hated Larry Bo because he hit 175, but he was a great fielder. But I mean, how oh, yeah, what a yeah. what an obscure reference to make at a funeral.
0: I, so in general, back in the day, he probably just didn't like second basemen right. straight <laughs> across the board. A, yeah. but I love that everybody laughed. I've had a couple of those at like funerals. Ah, uh, we were like, crying. Just, we went
2: from crying, crying to crying laughing.
0: I did that one time uh, A buddy of mine His dad died And it was just one of those Fucking You know Tragic You know We were young And he died out of nowhere And the kid had already lost his mom it was fucking horrible And uh, So it was pouring raining To make it even worse Fucking Like Remember the movie Seven It was raining like that Okay Yeah yeah and So we, we You know Go, you know, go through the service, and now they're gonna, you know, put the guy in the ground. And the guy was so popular; I mean, there was just a zillion people there. So they had like one of these, you know, one of those pop tents with no sides to it. Mm-hmm. So there's so many fucking people; everybody's jamming in there. Me and my buddy can't get in. You know, we're on the outer ring; we're just getting rained on and shit. And my other asshole friend is just inside the tent, and he's sitting there. And we're all crying and stuff, and they're bringing the body down. And all of a sudden, just from the weight of the rain like, this little, like, canal started pouring down and just missing my friend. And my buddy, in the middle of crying, with standing rain, just reached up and adjusted it so it went all over his coat. But he had, like, this wool kind of coat on so he couldn't feel it at first. Right. And, dude, I'm talking crying laughing yeah yeah just crying because it was so sad and that, that's the thing too that i never thought people ever understand yeah. about comics when they have a distasteful joke like if, if a boat sinks there's a plane crash and you have a joke yeah. they always think it's because you're insensitive and they sometimes don't understand that it's it's a defense mechanism it's where it's twisting like, the pain yeah, yeah i'm feeling something bad i don't want to feel it and then you you, tr- you make a fucking joke yeah. And then you're laughing because you don't want to feel that. So you're actually doing it because you. Care. It's kind of a, a. I think like a form. It's like a dysfunction. It's kind yeah. of a form of dysfunction.
2: Well, like of, the uh, pedophile like- jokes. We all know how terrible that is. Yet, well, you know, I think you there's could twist instances. It, but you could, <laughs> but you could twist it around. <laughs> I usually bring it back on myself. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, one joke that says, "You know, uh, what about me, father? I wasn't hot enough for you." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing to make it me. I wouldn't l- want to hurt a kid, but there's a good example of something that's caused so many people so much pain. I'm not just talking about the physical pain. Yeah. But um, you know, we do. Oh we, no, you
0: you end somebody's life when you. That's why that that Sandusky guy. Yeah, you know, like they shouldn't put those. They they should automatically get the death penalty just immediately. Yeah, it's all they take them out, dude. If you got a rabid dog in your neighborhood, you fucking put it down. Those sex offender guys, that's it. Because all those people that that dude fucked with, yeah, it's like that's going to now affect. You want to talk about dating strippers? Like how that's going to affect who they pick. You know who they pick as a uh, uh, a wife, how they treat their kids they might they, 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 there's a chance that they, they could you know sometimes i don 't know if it happens. i i'm, I'm going to go beyond my intelligence on this, shit, which isn't too hard to do but i all I know is that that's generations of therapy Yeah,
2: because of the abuse of the, the yeah they, they repeat the, the whoever if, yeah and those guys, they don't get uh, therapy. Yeah, and you, you
0: can't put that guy in jail and like i mean how long like you're attracted to what you're attracted to and no amount in a cell.
2: Especially like, that. Dom, if
0: they stuck you in a cell, how long before you wouldn't like big-titted strippers? You'd come out 80 years later, I'm Dom, I, I yeah. bring me to some big-titted stripper. <laughs> Those guys like 8-year-olds. You stick yeah. them in a cell and I'll you talk s- to them, you try to undo it and show them an adult. They're, they're wired that way. That's it. <laughs> how just fucking sick just is that? Put, in, put them. Down. I, it's, it's, it's horrific. You know, it's why I don't believe in a higher power that gives a fuck.
2: Well... Uh, that's a whole different subject but i understand that but do you hear that pedophile joke about uh you might have a tell joke joke no not at all it's uh two guys sitting on a bench i see an 11 year old boy walk by one guy pedophile says to the other one he goes boy he must have been hot back in the day <laughs> 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 he must have been something back in the day
0: <laughs> oh that's fucking twisted yeah and with that a little more advertising Dom, you ever I, been I still,
2: I, I still like the stamp idea.
0: Stamp.com is tremendous. Yeah. Dude. What, what do
2: you got for me, Bill?
0: Uh, Amazon.com.
2: Oh, really? Okay, I, mean,
0: I got a thing now. you mind
2: telling me about it? Oh, geez,
0: Dom, I would love to. I'm so glad you said that. I was worried that you were going to say, hey, Bill, don't tell me about that. No,
2: I wouldn't know, because I hear great things about Amazon.com, but I don't, I don't know enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Talk this to is me, this, man. this
0: is the deal. I'm not saying you have to buy something, but the next time you buy something on Amazon.com, if you want to contribute to the podcast, go to BillBird.com, Click on podcast, and on the right hand side under the iTunes window, you'll see the little banner for Amazon. If you click on that, you know, buy whatever you want to buy a pen and pencil set, go buy some used truck. I don't care. Whatever you do, just go through uh, my website, click on the Amazon.com. And
2: then they'll know people are listening to you and supporting Amazon. So, dot what
0: com. Amazon.com, Amazon.com actually does is they, they kick me a little bit of money, and then I take 10% of that and give it to the Wounded Warriors Project. So, you can uh-huh. contributing to my everybody podcast. Wins. Everybody, everybody wins. Everybody wins. And yeah. you, you get something in the mail like it's Christmas. That's one of the great things about ordering something offline, because a lot of times you forgot you ordered it, and you had a bad day, and you come home. And there's like a little, it's like a present. That's nice, you know. And you forget that you bought yeah. it. And I
2: heard great things about that company. Matter of yeah. fact, I was talking to a friend of mine from Cleveland. Oh, by the way, I'm playing hilarities this week in Cleveland. Just to oh, th- let's hype it. Well, yeah. well what, what days? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday only. I l- <laughs> <laughs> Four days only,
0: <laughs> dude. How great is Nick Costas?
2: Oh, he's great. Yeah, the nervous. Nervous Nelly of club owners.
0: One of my favorites. And, and can still knock out a twenty-year-old at whatever. What is he like? Sixty-five? Oh, at least still, yeah. still. Uh, I was giving him a break there. He's still. Uh,
2: oh, I didn't mean it benches, that way. I mean, he's in great shape. Yeah. yeah, last time I was he there, he rides motorcycles. Still.
0: Allegedly, allegedly, someone who looked like him uh, yanked somebody out of a car and uh, yeah, tuned him up a little bit, as they say back east. Really? Yeah, the guy kept blowing his horn. You know, you know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Nick's a Nick tough guy. Nick gets worked
0: out. Yeah, Nick's no joke. And this thing about him too—he truly is a tough guy because he didn't tell—he didn't tell me he did it. Somebody yeah. else did. You know, yeah, somebody yeah. doesn't fight. So, he, oh, I grabbed this guy. Yeah, yeah. Nick didn't say shit. Somebody else told me the story. And I was laughing my ass off, and I, I went and I said, "Hey, you know, I heard some guy was beeping the hornet. What, what happened?" Because I wanted to hear the story from him. And the way he told the story was, "Oh, that's right. No, he told me the story first. He, I said, you know, how's business going?" And he tells me the story like. You know, it's going. Cool. You know, I kind of had a problem with this guy. You know, the guy. You know, he kind of. You know, I just had to kind of sort some stuff out <laughs> or whatever. Just the way he told it, right, I always right. thought that would be great in a movie, like him, some real tough guy telling the story, yeah. and then you smash cut to like what's There's really going down, banging his head against the. Oh yeah, uh, no, like yeah, like <laughs> he seemed like he went into <laughs> one went of to, those rages where you don't even remember what yeah. you did. I wanted
2: to work things out with him, you know. Yeah, greatest guy ever, and I absolutely love that club,
0: and uh, I'm hope I'm trying to work on a date there right now. But Dom Herrera, the legendary. The one and only, the guy with the swagger. Swagger. Swagger, who who has table reads with uh, Renee Zellweger. She calls him sweetie. as oh. a jealous Robert De Niro stares bullets at you.
2: He was Daggers. great. Robert right De Niro broke character, right? He starts laughing, which I thought was great, one of the greatest American actors. And I say to, to this guy who wrote the, the script, I go, it was so fun for me to see Robert De Niro getting the giggles mm-hmm. and breaking character. He goes, well, you know, he doesn't really put everything into that. And, I said, oh, you don't have to defend Robert De Niro to me. You know, I, I was in Puss in Boots in right. children's theater. He's, he's doing Raging Bull, and I'm in Puss in Boots. You know, i a great actor. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just a table read.
0: It's, you know, what I like. I like that I he said that to you, as if you didn't realize that that's one of the right, right. great actors of all time. Because yeah, right. oh, I was going to say, what, he's better than what, that. Was it all smoke and mirrors? Anybody can get <laughs> lucky with the Deer Hunter, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Goodfellas. Anybody can get lucky uh, with Casino. That. Yeah, uh, uh, Mean Streets. Uh, what was? Well, come on, let's of, go back and forth. Let's see him we different movies. What can was name? the
2: one that he played Rupert Pumpkin, the comedian? Oh, the King of Comedy. That was great, wasn't it? Phenomenal.
0: I can't believe I like. I don't own that. That's like a. That's a sin. I know. As a comedian, that I I don't. Uh, I don't own that. My all favorite. right, let me ask you let me ask you uh fa- favorite actor of all time.
2: Oh jeez.
0: Comedy or uh let's or go drama. Drama? Something they they don't let a lot of comedians do.
2: Oh uh, even though our lives are so crazy. You know, the like acting compared to movie stars. Uh just I make sure say, you have the mic up there, Dom. I oh, know uh, oh shit. There we go. There we Sorry. Go. I would say um maybe Pacino. Maybe Pacino yeah. because of A Dog Day Afternoon, but De Niro's right there. I mean, those two guys are not because they're Italian. You know, I mean, like Ned Beatty's a great it's actor. Not it's not because they're Italian; it's
0: because they've made the greatest movies of the last forty years. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, uh, we, I was joking with some of you. Well, who's they, yours the, before we? Well, go I'll tell up. you. The, I always talk about this. The greatest IMDb page, flawless, is is John Cazale. Oh, John Cazale's IMDb. He, he has five. Movies all were nominated for Best Picture. Godfather. Then he was in the conversation. He was in Dog Day Afternoon. Godfather Two. Dog Day Afternoon. And then The Deer Hunter. Wow. He doesn't have one. Uh, you know, boat trip. He doesn't have one. "Ah, I'll do it for the money. Like what? One. One. Bad News Bears Part Three. Like what? What's a bad room? Those orangutan movies Clint Eastwood was doing. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't show up in any of those things. (laughs) I fucking yeah. love those movies. That's, by a, that's the way. a really
2: sweet short resume, huh? Five those five movies. I took a a train with him just by coincidence from Really? From New York to Boston. Him and his girlfriend were sitting next to me and we talked the whole time. Meryl Streep? No, I don't think so. Was that his girlfriend? But towards the end, yeah. I didn't know her. In. I didn't know. He who, was uh,
0: that's how good he was. He was giving her tips. <laughs> there's, there's, I'm not joking. I, I watched this thing, uh uh well, what's what's the famous I Fredo, I knew it was you, you broke my heart. Is it Godfather that... were, uh Two. Two. I knew it was you. In the boat. So there's a documentary that was on HBO called I Knew It Was You, and it was about John Cazale. And, F, and like and it, dude, it's just – it's De Niro, Pacino, Meryl Streep, all these yeah.
2: just – He was so great in Dog Day Afternoon, the way he played that psychotic guy. Yeah. the uh, we don't know, Remember, he didn't even know what Montana was. He thought it was a country or something. Just that innocent stupidity, psychosis. Yeah,
0: never been out of Brooklyn or whatever. Right, right. The whole way that they did the whole thing. So who's your favorite? Oh, I I have the hackiest lit. I like I like. I all
2: mean, of... Livier. those guys are great too. You know. All
0: right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you the the. When I was young, I was I liked. Uh, Leave Lee... me out of this. I I like I. <laughs> <laughs> I was Lee Marvin, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, I just watched one of his old movies called The Big House. In 1955, he had a small part in it. And I'm telling you, as far as, like, physiques, he's the original, like, fucking yeah. Marky Yeah, mark. he was, he's a rock. He was sh- Dude, he was fucking shredded before people knew how to do P90X. He used to work in mines in Poland. Yeah. Like, back then, like, what I love about the 40s and 50s, and even into the 60s, like, like being in shape just meant you weren't fat. Right, you know what I mean? Like when those guys, like uh, when you watch, unless those- you were
2: Hercules or one of those guys, but even yeah. some of them back in the back way early di- didn't have the muscularity.
0: Yeah, like you watch like Ben Hur, and they're all just like well, Johnny yeah. Weissmiller, all sucking their guts in. Right, right. And they always had like some sort of like it looked like a, some sort of uh, wrestling championship belt that they they would put almost like a uh, cummerbund that they would uh, always have over their gut, and they would just sort of have their sort of sh- uh, sort of pecs. Right, you know, right. everything was just yeah, yeah. like they they what's, just they, they just showed up with what they had.
2: Christopher uh, not Christopher Reeves uh who was the guy who played Superman? Christopher Reeves. No, the other the older Superman on television.
0: Yeah, he well, wasn't
2: in
3: shape.
0: Well, his
2: no, who was in shape at all. He was like a leotard. on. the guy who
0: played Batman wasn't in shape. No, he had a giant
2: utility belt. But his brother was Hercules. Oh, okay. Steve Reeves. Okay. And his name was Reeves too even though but and he he was really in shape. He was <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. He was one of those guys that really looked like a uh, looked look like Hercules.
0: And they both, yeah. uh, they both, both the Superman dra- died uh, tragically. Isn't that weird? I remember I, I I used to do a bit on Christopher Reeves, and it was it was it was after you know he got paralyzed. Yeah. Which might seem insensitive, but I was talk- might, but it was no, <laughs> it could no, be because, misinterpreted. Because I was actually talking about what a pussy I was. Oh, like, yeah. whenever people had like those horrific fucking injuries oh, like that, and then they always go, I'm, I, you know, I consider it a blessing. I'm just gonna every day I'm alive and blah blah blah, and like, oh yeah. And then they always go like, well, God picked them because He knew that He could handle this challenge. Right. And my bit was, don't ever fucking pick me because <laughs> I'll be in that wheelchair going, ah, this is bullshit. Kill me, <laughs> fucking kill me. Just being ahead, <laughs> fucking kill me. I'll- I, and I was saying I would steer the fucking wheelchair. I'd zoom myself down the <laughs> stairs. There's no oh, yeah. fucking way I could handle. The only thing I could handle no, I is somebody handle wh- flipping me over and fucking uh, wiping my ass. And I would just <laughs> be going. I, I, w- I would just have to be joking around. I shouldn't be saying it's this. Great man, to be alive. That's. There's a few things I never make fun of. This is when I was younger. I never make. F- I don't make fun of handicapped. I don't like, I should, there are some things I don't make fun of. I don't make fun of special needs kids. It's just shit. I don't do.
2: I just so you, feel you li- make fun of like uh, adult, uh, retarded kids, retarded people rather. I, okay. Once they get to a certain age, you can make fun. All of right, them? You want
0: to hear one, one story that I tell that, that I, I only usually tell off stage. I was at a, I, I was at a Red Sox game Fenway Park. Right. And I'm sitting in the bleachers and there was this family of like, it was a father with three sons. Two of them were just regular old people, and the other one was special needs, but he was a monster. He was like fucking 6'2", and we were sitting out in center field, and we were almost behind the bullpen. And so this, you know, the weird configurations of Fenway, it's like our row went to a wall, and then the wall went up, and then there was like... Left m- field? Y- no, r- right field. Oh. Sort of like center field, I guess. Okay. Yeah, center right. And then there's the, the center field bleachers where the garage doors. So the the kid who had the mental problems was like up against the wall or whatever and he was i don't know what his deal was he was getting worked up and his dad was telling him to calm down he's like fuck you he's like cursing <laughs> oh, he's like, yeah. and he was like retarded or whatever <laughs> and then his dad finally goes come on calm down i think when the crowd was like "Ah," he was getting like amped up and then the kid got too fucking amped up Dad said, come on sit down and he was like no i'm not sitting down and his dad Wound up and as hard as he could, slug this kid in the oh chest. Well, but the dad was like sixty-five, and this all kid was like twenty-eight, and he was a monster. And he hit him in the chest, and the kid just goes,
1: ah, "Fuck you,
0: <laughs> dude!" It was one of those things. Fuck you, daddy. When no one wanted the laugh, <laughs> right, right. But it was fucking, dude. It was like right out of the, like I don't know out of a fucking like over-the-top comedy. Right, right. And then you were also terrified because you were like, "Yeah, get that dude settled <laughs> down because he's big enough to kill all of us." Ah, what am I doing? I'm talking about people in wheelchairs. This is I all the shit
2: I don't talk about. I got a Charles Bronson story that I was doing a roast for Mickey Rooney, right? right. And I'm there with Martin Landau, George Siegel, me, Charles Bronson. This is the half of the day of someone, Jesus right? Jesus Christ. And Charles Bronson, I go, I just turned to him. And he was very quiet, you know. And I said to him, I got to tell you, it's really cool to meet you. And he goes, without even, uh, like, inflecting, any, making any emotion, he goes, pass me that napkin, will you? And I go, yeah, how fucking cool is that, Bronson? <laughs> he's so rude. I love it, right? So I go up on stage, and I'm, 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 like, roasting not only Mickey Rooney, but, like, other people in the dais. And I tell the story about Bronson. I go, how cool that he's, like, you know, this is Charles, this guy, this Death Wish guy and all that. Right. And he's so cold that he doesn't even accept a compliment. He just asked me for a napkin. And then I come and I sit down. And he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. I can't hear out of this ear. <laughs> right? I, th- I go, oh shit I wanted you to be mean you know?
0: Dude, I loved all those guys And I, I was wondering the other day like, I, I was talking to somebody going like, Why did the stars back then The Lee Marvins, the Bronsons and all them yeah. like, Why did they seem Dude, those guys were like 130, 140 pounds But you just had, they had that vibe Like, I, It's like I would never fuck with that guy And then you look at the, the stars today You look at Brad Pitt Ah, you know, fuck him or whatever That guy's like 6'2", 6'3", yeah. shredded Right? It's the highlights in his hair. I don't know what it is, but fucking. I finally was reading something about Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin uh, fought in World War II, and like his entire, he was like one of two people who survived in his entire platoon. He he got a Purple Heart and all that. And it's like, no wonder he seemed like such a fucking badass. Yeah, he was. He
2: was. Remember him in the Wild One? One Marlon Brando. You should check that out.
0: I think the the big red one was uh, Lee Marvin. The Wild One. Was that the one with the motorcycle one? Yeah, I saw that. But you know what's the worst? the cringeworthy movement moment in that movie is when they start singing, those two actors, and you can clearly see that they're actors playing tough guys. They start singing like some sort of do up oh, no, at the end of the that. bar, and they're supposed to be shocking the bartender. <laughs> Dude, it's such a douche-chills yeah, right. moment
2: where... I don't, I don't remember d- that. That was in Wild One?
0: That's when he's got the Harley and they're coming to town. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's the one where he goes, uh, that's cornball style. Marlon Brando had yeah. that line. Yeah.
0: Do you know what you know when you play the uh, the Wilbur Theater in uh, yeah in Boston? That green room, Brando lived there.
2: Right? Oh, really?
0: Yeah, I had heard that they he always was... tell the story like he when he was a broke actor, he was doing the, doing theater, and that was oh. like some sort of dressing room. He was so broke he actually stayed there.
2: I'm a, I'm afraid of that place when there's people in there. I can't imagine going to bed. <laughs> that <kind> of place <laughs> is haunted.
0: Oh, you think it is? Do you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I don't believe in them. Although when I, I come down here, I I I, I kind of
2: I heard one I one time. Like, I heard one so clearly, and here's, uh, I'm, I'm in my. What did it say? Boo. No, it coughed. just kept coughing. It was a, I, don't, I don't get any sort of laugh on that. Like, <laughs> I heard the ghost real clearly. Sorry. <laughs> he, he had
0: broadcaster speech?
2: <laughs> Sorry. The, no, no. I'm in bed. It was, I had a studio apartment. I just moved out from my wife, and I hear a cough. I go, oh, got, you know, guy's got a cough. I go, guy's got a cough. Who's in here? It's only a studio. So I go and I I look and I walk through a field of energy, that my hair stood up in the back. I got the chills, but like a chilling feeling. And I go, oh shit! This is it. Was during the day too? So I get down to the office and I tell. Wait, now when you
0: walk through that energy, the person like, like take over your body and you started mm-hmm. making like some pottery.
2: <laughs> 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 I started uh, I started moonwalking around the apartment. Uh, but anyway, I said to the department manager, I said, this is weird. She goes, oh, that's the ghost with the smoking cough. Right? That There was a regular ghost there. That is
0: – this one I don't understand. So what the fuck is with that stupid show Ghost Hunters? They can't find a ghost to save their goddamn life. That show is the funniest fucking show on TV. But don't they find, like, energy? They don't find anything. And then they always know the name of the ghost, and they're like, Ellen <laughs> Alan! You got 20 minutes to show yourself, or else what? I'm here forever. I don't understand. I, I, uh, I don't know about that shit. I don't know that I, I. You don't believe in God? Um, I, I believe that there's something beyond all the questions we have. That I believe in all that stuff that's beyond us, but we don't know what it is. And religion is a guess, and. Uh, it it just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't, that whole fucking, hey, you gotta have faith. It's like, no, you don't have the fucking answers. To me, religion is science. Okay? Science gives me fucking answers. And if they don't have answers, they go, well, we gotta work on it. And then they gradually figure out more shit. But then, then there's the spiritual side where you do something good, you feel good, you do something bad, you feel bad. And, uh, unless you're a psychopath. Yeah. Unless you're like a psychopath. Yeah. Um, I believe in that, and that's, that, that feeling I feel is in everybody, unless you're a psychopath, and I feel that religion exploits that, and they turn it into, the, they turn it into a science. They turn it into this formula. A business, that, too. And, yeah, and then they turn it into this punishment thing, and then there's this fucking guy who's mad at me because I got a lap dance, and it's like when you really just start reading about yeah. space – And how fucking gigantic the goddamn universe is. The fact that, you know, you're staring at me. It's like me looking at a a fucking, an amoeba and getting upset about what the fuck it's doing with other amoebas. Yeah, right. it It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: The fact that God would need to be praised and sung to would seem like he's insecure. Big time. But how could he be God? You know, but that's where I don't get, you know. Yeah, and it's
0: like if I'm a fuck up. It's but like I, it's like you made me. Like, where is your responsibility? That's like if I if I build a car and it doesn't go and I get mad at the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, you're fucking this car. This car is evil. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be thrown into a, a pit of fire. I think I look I think if you're a piece of shit, you you Oh, I actually have a philosophy. Another philosophy on this. if you're a piece of shit, you basically get yours in life. You do unless you're, the brilliance of a sociopath is you don't karma doesn't affect you. I don't think unless you believe in it. If you don't believe in it, then you don't feel like you did anything bad, and you just don't attract anything bad to you. But if you actually feel guilty, you, know. you, you bring it to because there's guys. I'm not gonna name guys because I've I've seen guys in this fucking business just do sh- like you know people who they they just such a piece of shit. It gets to the point yeah. where you're not even mad. Bobby Collins. It's like funny. I don't know Bobby like that, but like yeah. it, it's it becomes like funny, you know. You don't right, even get right. mad. It's like what, the, wh- like
2: yeah. Well, I don't want to name names.
0: I remember there was a guy. This dude, this dude, <laughs> I knew. He borrowed somebody's workout bench, and he said, "Yeah, I'll give it back to you in a week." And he and he the dude came back in a week, and he sold it. He sold it oh, for geez. like <laughs> for I forget what for like some <laughs> drugs or something. And what I loved about it was just that. In the moment of it, of like, yeah, eventually in six days, this guy is going to come back. and right. ask us, But for these next six days, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to deal with that guy. In that moment, I want drugs, so right. fuck you. Yeah. So, like, that's that type of shit. That that's such a dirtbag move. But that, that thing, like, if he had done it to me, I would be mad. But. The joy I would get out of retelling the story, right, right, going, Can you fucking believe this kind of be <laughs> laughing like, like the joy that I would get out of yeah, it. Yeah, like, worth could, losing I, the bench. I, yeah, I could only get like, uh, could only get so mad at him. Um, when you uh, speaking of that, like, who? Uh, yeah, I, I never name names. I try not to name names on like the podcast or something like that. But I, I guess there's, there's always uh, there's always people that you know. Not that I'm co-signing on whoever the hell you just said there because I don't I don't know the guy like that. But I don't know. We're like an hour in, Dom. How easy with this hour? Flo- uh,
2: seamless with you, Bill. Seamless. You're wait, terrific. Listen, you know. May wait. I say that you're one of the best comedians around? May I say that without the risk oh, of it imba- turning into the Sammy Morland show?
0: <laughs> well, Dom, I learned from stealing from you. I stole all my stuff from you. I just I just turned it into the well, Irish You made it thing. better,
2: man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Can I steal it back he now? He makes it better. Can I steal it back now that it's getting tighter?
0: Let me just – just give me another six months with it. Hey, you know what I learned today? uh you cannot get a breakfast burrito on Easter Sunday at any of these Mexican taco stands. Speaking of Jesus, they are Mexicans are, are down with Jesus. I went to three different places to get a breakfast burrito. And when I get a breakfast burrito, I don't want it made by white people who looked over some Mexican guy's shoulder. I want, it, I want the real fucking deal. Well,
2: why, don't you, why don't you go to two? Don't you think it's time to give up? I, mean, I fact, thought it was a fluke. The fact that you went to three is kind of sad. No,
0: I went to the first one. When I mean,
2: people think of you as a celebrity, it's kind of sad seeing you driving around Hollywood. In a Prius. Going, no, bur- no burritos? <laughs> what? It's Easter, man. It's Easter. <laughs> oh, man. One of them just had a big picture of
0: Jesus in the window. <laughs> I don't know if it's there every time. Old J-Star. Uh, hey, Dom, do you
2: play video games? I do, Bill. Oh, yeah. Boy, well, what, you, what's you your favorite? To what, what, do you,
0: what do you want to do? Asteroids? Pac-Man? Pac-Man? You old school like me? <laughs> I loved asteroids. You hit hyperspace. Just I like
2: that. Ms. Pac-Man. Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, I
0: Ms. Pac-Man. got
2: addicted to that so badly that I would see it in my sleep or when I closed my eyes, I'd see like oh, yeah. the, th- the e- 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 That's this. when you know.
0: That's when you know you love uh, video games. I used to play uh, some sort of sniper game, and I remember one day I played it like eight hours a day, and then I walked yeah. out on the street, and they had this thing like when you would get somebody in the scope, like the scope would just fit right over their right, skull. Right. That, oh that, yeah, that, that cross, the X. And I was walking down the street, and I was just looking at people across the street, and I was seeing that X on their head. <laughs> it could blow them away. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, GameFly.com, uh, Dom Herrera. That, this is the best way to rent video games. Wait a minute.
2: Slow down a second. GameFly.com? GameFly.com. Like like
0: basketball's a game. Yeah, yeah. And could you please zip up your fly? Is GameFly. No, it's not oh. open. If it was, I wouldn't tell you, Dom. I think you're adorable. <laughs> Uh, The best way to rent video games. uh, Over 8,000 console games. There's no late fees. You can cancel anytime. They're introducing unlimited PC play. Uh, look, if you don't have a PC, they'll just deliver the games to you. You get a 15-day free trial, Dom. 8,000 games at your fingertips. Use up all your vacation time. <laughs> Sit there like Howard Hughes, growing <laughs> your nails in your hair, ordering pizzas, play every game you ever wanted to play for free for 15 good... days, and then you can call them up after 15 days and be like, yeah, you know what? i got to get <laughs> on with my life. Or you can accept how awesome this is, and you can keep going to and using it. This is what I, this is what I would do if I – if uh, if I had the time to get back into video games, which I would love to do because I haven't played them in five years. Are you just, serious? Uh, you were I, that
2: addicted that you got you had to...
0: Oh, dude, I played uh, the Grand Theft Auto 3. It just took over my life. And then I I loved it so much, I played it for another year after where I would just use the cheats and I would go on a rampage. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> and I, I didn't like when the Army showed up. I liked those Secret Service cars that they would show up. It kind of looked like the Caprice classics, but they were like hooked up. And I used to try to see how long... I don't know. They what does your shooting. wife
2: think of it? Ah, uh, about that. Was a little obsessive.
0: A little bit. A little bit. A little bit of a uh, little bit of obsessiveness. Wait a minute. I got to type this back. Hey, here. did you
2: ever do Captain Brian's and Marco Island? Captain
0: Brian's and Marco Island. No, I didn't. I got to finish this though. Go to Gamefly.com/slash/burr b-u-r-r to activate this special offer. Look at me hooking you guys up. You listen to this damn thing. and You, you can support the troops. You can have the post office in your own apartment and now you can have 8000 video games at your fingertips. You, and on top of that, I give you an hour of Dom Irero. Oh,
2: I mean we bar- we barely scratch the surface.
0: That's right. So what what do you say, uh, Captain Morgan's out in Captain uh, Morgan
2: Captain Bryan's. Captain it's, Br- it's in Marco <laughs> Island. I then I wonder if you're ever there. I'm there in a couple of weeks. Dude, by all means, hype
0: everything you got. We're an hour and 6 in. You know what we're going to do, Dom? We're going to leave him wanting more. That old show
2: business thing. Atlantic City June 30th Tropicana. June,
0: I, and I'm telling you right now, I'm no bullshit. And I'm not just saying it because he's sitting here staring at me like, please compliment <laughs> me. <laughs> so needy. With a needy, dumb, dumb dog no. look on his face. Dom Herrera, always funny. Always funny. Straight on through. I've never seen you in front of any fucking crowd, any situation where you're not hilarious. No bullshit. No hacky lines. Goes on stage, assesses the crowd. And you're one of the funniest fucking ball breakers yeah, man. I
2: love you, Dom. I love you, too. It's great, great,
0: Great to have you on here drinking Appreciate a little vino. It, this is the Monday Morning Podcast. Go fuck yourselves. Don't take any shit. I hope you guys uh, had a good time uh, listening to this. And, uh, Dom, thank you so much for uh, honoring me by coming it by. It's a pleasure,
2: man. It's fun to be here. And uh, I hope you enjoyed
3: the
0: wine that you brought that I that gave
2: you. I think I'll go buy another bottle right. and bring it back here. <laughs> you did everything. Because I, Every... I drank some of it.
0: You did everything but bring the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you, man. All right, brother. All right.
1: Thanks. All right, TV is your windowpane, the view won't let you down, so put your faith in a late night show, I'll bet you did it, even no, depends on how far out you